bit of a delay uh with this one uh that's on me uh old marty old marty took a took a took a nice tub but the water wasn't very warm <laughs> yeah. a little bit sick oh man that's okay that's okay you know what like i was saying you know sometimes it's nice to give the boys a little break i mean some of the guys probably haven't got through episode 45 <laughs> yeah, so you true. know what it's all right it's a slog it's a slog it's all right two hours of crack you yeah. know yeah, but it's uh, tough yeah, no. So, so, anyways, want to say I appreciate Huncho. Huncho was all good with uh, postponing last week, but we're happy to be back. Episode forty-eight of the BFB. Oh, baby! Oh, Let's baby! Do it! Let's do it! Just about the half century mark. Yeah, we're almost there. Fucking nuts! Wild. Man, that's crazy. Fifty episodes, fifty different grinder songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if we had. I don't know if in year one. We had oh. grinder songs. Uh, I I can go back. And yeah, we'd have records. to we'd have to get uh, uh, Bong Springsteen to yeah to take a to look. dig to dig. Yeah, and uh, the last eighties uh, October week. Yes, yes, yes. Hope you like the intro. What a tune! What a tune! What yeah. a tune! That uh, that that one holds a bit of significance for a few of the boys: Kel, <sighs> Nigel, uh, Andy. Um, do you do you know that uh, back in the day uh, I was with. With uh, well, Kellen was the, of course, Kellen was the manager of our band. Okay. But I was in a band with uh, Nigel oh, and nice. Andy. Yeah, nice. we were called Maddie Pat and the Freight Trains. <laughs> <laughs> Lead vocals. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and I think that we were cover band. We only played a couple <laughs> times. Once was high school battle of bands. Nice. And then, uh, and then, yeah, the second time was just a one-off. We phoned this bar on one uh, twenty-fourth. Just Eddie Shorts, not around anymore. Yeah, I've been there. Phone him up. Hey, we got a band. We're wondering if we can play at your bar. We don't want to get paid. We just want to play at your bar. <laughs> Sounds good. When do you guys want to do it? <laughs> like, oh. no questions asked. Never heard us play. Oh, it was fucking awesome. We did covers from like Aerosmith to Blink 182, did some gob. And I can't remember. Maybe Jay Giles was in there too. Oh, man. But the nice. premise was like, like obviously, Andy's a legit musician and our yeah. buddy Stefan's a guitarist. But the premise of the band was, okay, let's 
do a band but everybody plays the opposite instruments so andrew was our drummer oh, and oh Stefan played bass and that's how i got vocals because there's no way i would get it any other way so yeah it was it was quite nice the freight trains Stefan played bass mom yeah. played tenor yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah so episode 48 of the bfb and holy shit now we're into the training camp numbers and this is tough yeah um so there were really only two options here we went with episode stephen davis of the bfb a former running back for washington carolina um he actually currently holds the record for rush attempts with 1945 rush yards with 8052 and rushing touchdowns with 65 uh, amongst all auburn alumni in nfl history which is pretty wild considering bo jackson went to Auburn crazy um so yeah so he came out he signed with the Panthers uh well first he got drafted by Washington and then signed with the Panthers in 03 uh and was actually a major uh, catalyst to leading them to the to uh Super Bowl 38 and that season he actually had 1,444 rush yards eight touchdowns which at that time put him third in MVP voting for that season huh Stephen Davis now, you might also know Stephen Davis because he's uh, part of maybe the most famous or infamous uh, teammate on teammate uh, fight in the NFL. And Shit. it happened during uh, training camp. Uh, he got his clock cleaned by Michael Westbrook, a wide receiver for the, for the Washington team. Um, he felt like he was being mocked by the running back, I guess. So he just fucking took it to him, got him on the ground and just nailed him with punches um and the tv cameras captured it all and actually in the post game uh interview after he was wearing sunglasses to hide his uh his shiner massive Shit. massive uh anyways westbrook got a fifty thousand dollar fine and was forced to apologize for just beating the shit out of his teammate um and the only other 48 that i thought would have any relevance is bud dupree bud dupree Current uh, edge slash linebacker for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, and before that, he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh. Yeah. Shit. Well, uh, this week, uh, our sponsor wanted to wanted to keep it a little low-key. Only contacted me, actually. Yeah, um, it wasn't in the know. Was, yeah, old hunch wasn't in the know. And there's, there's a bit of a reason. Because I think this sponsor will actually lead into a, a, an early story time for, oh. for the resilience. Um, and this week's sponsor is Dempster's Plain Bagels. <laughs> Dude, they're so good. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so why are they? Why are the bagels? Well, I I like if I'm getting a a bagel breakfast sandwich, I like it on a plain bagel. On a plain bagel, and you like your your cream cheese to have the kick. Not the bagel itself. Yeah, yeah. I like it just a plain bagel. It's not as messy. You know what I mean? You're not getting fucking seeds in your teeth and shit. Like, um, it's just a nice, easy eating bagel. Easy eating bagel. You know, and I, I like an everything bagel. Not going to lie. I don't mind the everything bagel. Do not get me wrong. But on a sandwich, I prefer the plain bagel. The plain, yeah. Lightly toasted lightly lightly toasted. toasted like 30 seconds like worth? barely a toast on there <laughs> oh baby that's good a little bit of mayo mm. oh man well <laughs> oh man plain bagel eh i heard your dad went into a restaurant and 
Oh, man. That wasn't actually... From the past. Oh, yeah. Blast from the past. Oh, Ralphie. Uh, that wasn't actually the story I was thinking of, though, Hunch. You remember he rolled into hockey that one night, and you talked about old rubes. And oh. getting up to some shit in the house. Man, Ruby, the dog. So I got a new dog in October. She's a she's a beautiful dog. She's a German Shepherd. She's smart as fuck. She's like a hundred pounds. She's huge, okay. And she's a great dog. She's a little reactionary towards other dogs, but we're working on that. Tosses them. Yeah, yeah. She has beat up a few dogs, but only if they ask for it. Anyway, regardless, this dog when we first got her. Something I never even thought about. I've got a bottom freezer top fridge. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Ruby opened the freezer, <laughs> ate two pounds, two frozen pounds of ground turkey. She ate um, like half a pack of bacon. There was still some left. Don't know why. But here's the <laughs> kicker. She ate a pack of edamame beans, but she did not eat the shell. Okay, so there was fucking shells all over my house. So, okay, I'm like, shit. I'm like, she's a fucking smart dog. She did it twice. She did it once, and I was like, she's not she's not going to do this again. She did it again. So, we got child blocks on the fridge. <laughs> then, on the freezer. Just on the freezer part. Yeah. Then, I come home the other day. Hear the beeping of the fridge that it's open. Well, what the fuck? Did I leave it open? No. Ruby has opened it. She ate the pack of bagels. Okay? <laughs> so there was like a fucking pack of bagels in there. She scooped them off the fucking counter. Luckily she couldn't I had a I had some chicken like some raw chicken breasts in there just chilling. Yeah. Luckily she couldn't get those. So now I have to have child locks on my fridge <laughs> and freezer. Anytime I go somewhere and there's no child lock on something, I'm like, oh, look, yeah. this is nice. This like is living. Yeah, man. <laughs> Fucking dog, dude. All boobs, baby. All boobs, yeah. We call her boobs because when we first got her, uh, it looked like she had just had puppies. We got her from the SPCA. Yeah. And so her like nipples were fucking huge. So we just called her Big Booby Ruby. And then <laughs> so now I've, I call her boobs. Like all the time she answers to it. It's fine. But Rubes, boobs, pretty much Great the same nickname. shit. Great nickname. Yeah. Great nickname. I love it. Oh, baby. Oh, booby. Thanks, Dempsters. Yeah, thanks, Dempsters. <laughs> okay, well, I have to say another, uh, another week, another... Uh, case of the resilience coming through for the pod yeah yeah it's true uh at uh at about five six o'clock tonight we had a grand total of two questions one of them created by one of your yeah one of <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and we put the call out again and the boys came through so much appreciated um so let's get into it first question of the week comes in from reliable andy in east van two-parter the first one says, what a big showing for tight ends on National Tight End Day. There was yardage, touchdowns, and an important and important contributions from big names, but also less consistent scorers. Can you boys please walk us through the highlight of the day, as well as perhaps some of your f personal favorite tight end moments from NTED? Um, I, uh, to be honest, boys... I would be lying if I said I watched a lot of football this Sunday. Oh, I was out at the farm grinding with my old man. He had a bunch of shit he had to get done. So I was out there fucking grinding. But, of course, I will say, speaking 
of grinding. One of the boys had a really good day, and Kyle Pitts really had a showing. And that was his first, you know, that's a breakout game for a tight end. 163 sure. yards, that's wild. Massive, massive. That's wild. Massive. Yeah, that's a that's a great showing. To be honest, uh, oh, they're probably like, oh, fuck, what did we get into? Uh, we had, uh, the Flyers had a hockey game Sunday morning. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so I missed basically the entire morning slate. Uh, <laughs> great for a football podcast. Both ah, hosts didn't see a fucking thing. <laughs> uh, but, no, I just, uh, yeah, I think maybe my favorite part of uh, National tight end day because this group needs recognition somehow um we're all the quotes we're all the quotes that came out first one came out from greg olson former tight end and this was what he talked about on the disrespect for the position we have to do the same shit that 15 million dollar left tackles has to do and run roots against the same guy that 15 million dollar wide receiver has to run roots against and they're gonna pay us seven million it's true Sure. It's true. Yeah, sure. Uh, it is true. It's true. A... Yeah, I guess. But, like, they're not doing it on every single play. And they're not lining up against the, the, the hardest pass rusher every time. And it's not like they're or... lining up against Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, you know what I exactly. Mean? They've but got, still. They've got the slot guy or, uh, or a speedy linebacker, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not downplaying it, but at the same time, like... Strong safety. I don't know. Left tackle is arguably, other than quarterback, the most important position on the field. Yeah, you keep your guys standing up, right? And yeah, maybe wide receiver do do get paid a little bit more, and then maybe it should be a little bit more relative. But I don't know, I don't know. Then it was followed up by uh, Darren Waller saw it, and he said, "We gotta block big defensive ends, Khalil Max and Chase Youngs, Miles Garretts, and then you gotta run routes against defensive backs. You have to do what offensive linemen do and what wide receivers do." Isn't that the exact same thing that Greg Olson <laughs> The exact just said? same thing. The exact same thing. So they're backing each other up, right? Makes sense. <coughs> uh, but maybe my, perhaps my favorite quote came from uh, the man in purple, Mark Andrews, who, um, when asked about National Tight Ends Day, he was pretty stoked and did not hold back. It's uh, National Tight End Day, um, you know, I think this Sunday, so um, I'm excited about that. I'm a tight end, man. What are you celebrating? What are you planning on celebrating that day? Going off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Okay, yeah, let's check it out, Mark. You put up three catches for 48 yards. <laughs> Going off? Hey, that's a that's a pretty average day for a tight end. It is, yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to the tight ends this week. Yo, boys. Uh you know, I had Ricky Seals Jones in a couple lineups, and he did uh, adequately. I'm happy I I've ended up with fucking Gasecki back. True, because I had him, I drafted him, put up a stinker, I dropped him, and then I got him back. Yeah, and I'm glad I did. He's had a resurgence. Uh, Dawson Knox, I'd put into that category Dawson too. Dawson Knox to, to the point, and Feldy brought it up. Uh, I wasn't willing to drop him. Normally, I'm ready to just you know one yeah. at a time. I rostered two tight ends for the last couple weeks. I've had Dawson Knox on my roster a few times. Dawson, giddy up. Uh, Oh, man. Yeah. um, I'm glad we got that question out of the way. Yeah. (laughs) Because let's get on to the second one. (laughs) Now, uh, Andrew writes in, his second part says, 
Who do you think is going to give Arizona their first loss? Obviously, this was sent in before Thursday's night, Thursday night result. It's Green Bay. Yes. Um, and you he know said what? assuming Green Bay's practice squad at wide receiver can't do it. I was honestly thinking to myself, as I spoke with Maddie about before in the Cougar gambling ring, I took Green Bay to win, even though Arizona was favored by six and a half points. Yes. But I honestly thought Green Bay was legitimately going to win. Yeah. And they did. Their D is showing out. Their D is showing out. Yeah. And man, you can't doubt Rodgers. Like, he's angry like that. True. He'll find a way. Mm-hmm. He'll find a way. And you look, even look at what happened in the game. Like, there was an uh, injury to Bobby Tanyan. Bobby. He was out. Uh, but still, Randall Cobb comes down with two touchdowns. Aaron Jones was featured prominently. Yeah. And actually, Andy wrote Corollary. Corollary? Corollary. Corollary. Cor. Cor corollary. <laughs> Very good. Constitution. That's it. Philadelphia. Smart. Good. Fish. <laughs> yeah. Pony. Yes. Hip. Hip hop. Hip hop anonymous. <laughs> You get the easy one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I I still don't understand what the word means. Yeah, he he should have just said also. Yeah, also. <laughs> How many times is Aaron Jones gonna run tonight? You know, last check uh, when I was you know prepping for the pod, he had already doubled his fantasy output from the week before by halftime. Mm-hmm. So I think at halftime he had around twelve points. So. Well, yeah. obviously they're gonna run run it, you know, when they're fucking graveyard of receivers out there. Yeah, true. But true, exactly. Yeah. So thanks for the uh, question, Andy. Corollary. <laughs> oh man, you ever, man? You ever? <laughs> I, I got a little. I got a little joke for the boys. Sure. Quick one. Um, do you ever hear the one where the the British guy, the German guy, and the Vietnamese guy get a job at uh, PCL? I am so nervous. So. <laughs> The English guy, his his background is, uh, you know, he was a foreman over in England. So he gets in charge of a crew. So he's he's running like a five or six man crew. Uh, the German guy, he was more of a logistics guy. So he's you know handling shipping of material and and uh, you know just logistics around right, the job yeah, site, right? Yeah. And the Vietnamese guy, he was um, like an inventory guy. So. Uh, like supplies and like you know um, making sure they had the material you know or what material they would need and the you know the job site supervisor is walking around and he can see the English guy you know he's got his, his crew working and the German guy's inside working on the computer and can't find the Vietnamese guy so he's hunting around and he's hunting around and he's looking around and he sees this big pile of wood and kind of pokes his head around and the Vietnamese guy jumps in and goes, Supplies! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. That's not that bad, man. No. It's funny. <laughs> Fuck, come on. Supplies! Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, man. I knew you'd like that one. I knew you'd like that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, uh, I think we talked about it on the pod, but we, back in the university days, Nigel, Kellen worked there for a bit, Andy worked there for a bit, but Nigel and I, 
were the two longest uh, serving guys at the beer warehouse that we worked oh, at, right? Yeah. Packing those cooler bags. <coughs> and our foreman, our boss, Randy, he was so funny, but he didn't know how to say Vietnamese. He would say Vietnamese. Oh, man. <laughs> Vietnamese. And he was, he was so funny. He'd be like, oh, yeah, bud, that's the, that's the logo I live my life by. I'm like, you mean motto? He's like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh man. man, he's a good dude. Okay, uh, next question comes in from Top Shelf Tone. And he writes, how high does Shiba Inu go on this run? And will it drop a zero? I don't really understand cryptocurrency, so I'm going to skip the question. Me neither. But it does tie into something that happened in the NFL this week, so that's why we included it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this past week, uh, Tom, terrific, terrific Tom... Tom Brady threw his uh, 600th um, passing touchdown. Career touchdown. Yeah. yeah, touch. Man, that's wild. Yes. 600 fucking touchdown passes. Anyways, threw his 600th to uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans had no idea, so he gifted it to a fan. Uh, afterwards, uh, an equipment guy went over, asked for it back, and the fan obliged, but said, like, I'm going to need something in return. Yes. Now... Uh, what we should mention is the ball was appraised the next day, basically, to be worth $500,000. Holy so, fuck. So, keeping that in mind, this fan received two signed jerseys and a helmet from Tom, a signed Mike Evans jersey and his game cleats, a $1,000 credit at the Buccaneers team store, two season tickets for the rest of the season, and next, and Tom tossed him a one bit. Bitcoin. You know what, man? I also heard that the guy wanted to... He was like... I heard one of his quotes was, I just hope I can get around to golf with him. <laughs> Which is true. I mean, but... That would be fun. The experience may be more than the money, but I mean... I don't know. 500 schmucks is, is Yeah, but who's, who's going to pay you $500,000 for it? Tom Brady? Yeah, or some super fan. Some, I guess, yeah. Some Tom super fan would do some it. Some Tom super fan. Or some auction place, you know, they could do it. But, uh... The net, the worth of that one Bitcoin is about just over $65,000. Yeah, which is crazy too. To get a free sixty-five grand, even, that's pretty yeah, decent, man. Exactly. It was funny because uh, Mike Evans came out uh, on a rival podcast and said, I accidentally gave it away. I didn't know. And Tom said, well, I might accidentally not throw you another touchdown pass all season. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the crazy thing that I thought about this is... Tom Brady has thrown 602 touchdown passes, okay? So that's... And this is a little Dick's simple stat mixed in here. Mm. That's more than double, okay, John Elway, all right? Johnny Unitas. I fucking hate John Elway. Um, Joe Montana, all right? And these are just kind of like old school guys. Double all of them, hey? Yeah, Jim wow. Kelly. Mm. Um... Smoking Jay Cutler, just throw that one in there. Oh, yeah. Um, guy like Donovan McNabb played for quite a few years too. Big time. Terry Bradshaw, right? Who's considered, you know, one of the better quarterbacks, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, more than Kurt Warner, double more than Kurt Warner, double more than Randall Cunningham. Yeah. It's who wild. played for 16 years. You know, it's crazy. He's the GOAT. He's yeah. The goat. He's the best. He's the best to ever do it. Best to ever do it, for sure. So, congrats, Tom. And he's not slowing down. He's, like, statistically, he's putting up 
like impressive numbers. In fact, in fantasy. Well, you know what? what? I think we should segue into Kellen's question. Here. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Um, Kellen wrote one in. Finally, bitch. Um, <laughs> actually, thank you, Kellen. Too busy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Kellen. <laughs> um, who do you think has been the top QB in the league at this point in the season? <laughs> and what do you make of Mahomes' uh, quote-unquote slow start? And I immediately thought Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, putting up crazy numbers, man. He's averaging like three touchdown passes a fucking game. Yes, he leads uh, in half PPR, highest scoring quarterback. Well, I don't think PPR Actually, would matter for a quarterback, right? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying for context for score. You know, Gord, <laughs> just say it. Just Gord, say it. Gord, Gord, we're trying to get a flow going here. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, you're right. Um, not just quarterback, top ranked, most points player across he fantasy. Is. He's number one. Kyler Murray's in second. Uh, Jalen Hurts is third. And Lamar Jackson. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, crazy. Mm. Funny, hey? Well, uh, Lamar weird Jackson's how that happens. In, yeah. Oh, call me commish. <laughs> Fucking rights. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I would say, I don't know. Like Tom Brady, every year you go into the, you go into it, there's always those people, those fantasy experts, not us. Not us. Um, that say, oh, this is the year of the drop-off. This is the year of the drop-off. And he just keeps proving it wrong. Like, yeah, he's, there's no decline. He got drafted in the My Money League, which is three-person keeper. Okay, he got drafted in the first round. And now Scott, the guy who has him, is one in six. So I asked Scott, I said, hey, I'm four and three, but I'm like in fourth or something like right. that. Yeah. There's a bunch of guys that are four and three. One guy who's six and one. Um, Damn. and I said to Scott, I said, well, what's it going to take to get Brady off you? And he just straight up said a first. And I was like, fuck man. I was like, I don't think I can spend a first to like not be guaranteed a win. But here's the caveat. My quarterbacks are Justin Herbert, Baker Mayfield and Zach Wilson. Mm. So I right this week. It's a two quarterback league. I'm not even starting a second quarterback because yeah. I, I, I wasn't going to start Baker. Nope. Can't trust that. Can't trust him. Don't they're even know just he's gonna, gonna start. And they're gonna be running the ball. I had Case Keenum on the bench last week. I could have started him, but my fucking guy in in the flex got just as many points. So yeah, I'm in a tough spot. That's why I was thinking, well, fuck, like maybe I should. But mm. I don't know, man. Because then it's. But here's the thing: Am I gonna keep him next year? No, I'm probably gonna keep Justin Herbert. You can't keep two. Well, I could, but I have Najee Harris and Stefan Diggs, who I would probably keep. Oh, right. Keep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So, so you don't really want to keep two QBs. Yeah. And then and then Stefan Diggs. I guess I could trade Stefan Diggs for True. a pick. Yeah. But I wouldn't get a first-round pick But for see, him. this is what always happens. People talk themselves like, really? Am I going to do it on Tom Brady? Am I going to keep Tom Brady? And every year it's like, no, no, I don't think so. Like, it's not worth it. And then the next year rolls around and... Look at him go. Man, like, I, you know what? That wouldn't even be a bad start if I did trade for Tom Brady and I had him and Najee. Because I could just draft a good wide receiver and first. Justin, yeah. Oh, True. Man, that's Lots tough. to think about. Lots to think about. For sure. Um, yeah, you know what? Like, I I don't know. Like, obviously, this, the numbers are what they are. For me, I don't know. I think the, uh, the best quarterback fantasy-wise this year... And I know Kellen loves talking about the draft eight weeks into the start of the season. Uh, but for draft value, Kel, it would probably be Matt Stafford. Yeah, oh, That guy for was sure. going mid-round, and he's I think he's fourth or fifth in yeah. fantasy points for, for quarterbacks. 
He's balling out. He's in the right offense. He's got weapons around him. I, I, yeah, so that, that, that would be my renaissance, man. He's already been in the league 10 years. It's true. Actually, um, so each week, I don't know where, I think it airs on Showtime, but there's a hour-long show called Inside the NFL, and it's basically all these guys are mic'd up, and they just zoom in on games mm. and talk about the mic. Uh, just yeah, kind of gives you a shot at what's going on on the field, what they're jabbering about or talking about. And uh, they they focused on this past week the Rams and uh, Lions. And it was really cool listening to Stafford talk to the Lions DBs, you know, because oh. he's like, you know, even though I'm here, I'm still rooting for you guys. Like I still I still got love. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys you guys are balling out back there. I know you are. So it was really cool to see. Like you know, he obviously Seems he like moved on guy. to greener pastures. Yeah, you know, and Jared Goff might have a different experience because. They found out about the trade in vastly different ways. Yeah, which I is think crazy. McVay and Stafford were at the same resort when it went down. They were both on oh, vacation. Oh, crazy! And Goff found out in a text. Wild. So, yeah. So, anyways, that was that was really cool. But I go Stafford, and uh, yeah, Mahomes slow start. Fuck me, like yeah, it's weird. It's tough, especially for the one time. The one time I go against my Bible, my <laughs> oh, fantasy yeah. Bible, and take Mahomes in two leagues early, second round, first round in the triple, in the in the uh, super flex, and uh, second round in the forty. Yeah, you're still doing good in the five, yeah in the triple. You're six and one, just like me. Six and one, and I'm five and two in the forty. So not too bad. I'm, no. I'm, I'm I'm hey, I'm happy with that. That's for sure. But yeah, it's it's been a struggle for sure. Like looking into it uh, last week was uh, Mahomes' first career game without 250 pass yards or a pass touchdown. And he threw an interception for the sixth game in a row, which is by far the longest of his career. So, yeah, he's he's struggling. I think a little bit is, I don't know, it's hard to speculate, but their D is so porous. Yeah. Maybe he's got a ton of, he's putting extra pressure on himself. The other thing I'm uh, thinking is, or that I've heard, is that defenses are kind of figuring them out. And rather than play the outside of the field, they're leaving the perimeter open and they're taking away that middle. The safeties are floating mm-hmm. to the middle. And I think from what I read, it's confusing him a little bit. But, I mean, he's a he's an all-world talent. Exactly. He'll so figure it he'll out. He'll figure it out eventually. Probably against my Giants this week. <laughs> yeah. Nasty uh, way to end the game last week against Tennessee. Boy, that looked bad when he slammed his face on that... Uh, I think it was Jeffrey Simmons' thigh. It yeah, was brutal. Tough one. But uh, glad he's okay. Uh, hoping he turns around for <laughs> many reasons. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, well, next question comes in from uh, from our buddy, the Soup Savant in Mercerwood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Recently moved. Uh, and he writes in and he says, Do you think Mike Tomlin would actually go from the Steelers to be the coach of a college team? This is a rumor I heard earlier this week on ESPN. Uh, I don't. I don't think he would. I mean, I, I. He's the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. It's a storied franchise. Yeah. He's their like third. Oh, sorry. He's like their third coach ever since the merger. Yeah, it's crazy. It's They've wild. Got, yeah, I think it's the lowest uh, in the league by far in terms of in terms of uh, coach turnover. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like the third or fourth. There's or no something need. like that. Uh, even before uh, he kind of came out and uh, diffused everything emphatically, uh, yeah, it was hard to see. Like, you know, there's not many NFL coaches that want to take that step back. No. 
uh, unless you're not successful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> really, like, Pete Carroll being the, the kind of anomaly in that group. But, like, you look at Urban Meyer, he wants to get back. Uh, Harbaugh. Yeah, back, Harbaugh, you know? Harbaugh, he was he was mildly successful, though. Yeah, but... true. Well, Tomlin did come out in a press conference and, uh, like we said, uh, denied any, any uh, interest at all in the USC position. Some Palmer connecting you to some college jobs. Hey, guys, I don't have time for that speculation. I mean, that's a joke to me. Um, I got one of the best jobs in, in all of professional sport. Why would I have any interest in coaching college football? Um, that'll be the last time that I address it. And not only today, but moving forward. Never say never, but never. <laughs> okay? Anybody else got any questions about any college jobs? It's not a booster with a big enough blank check. Thank you. Anybody asking Sean Payton about that? You know, anybody asking Andy Reid about stuff like that? Word. It's true. It's true. Tom is a gangster. He is, you know, and like, obviously, Steelers are not a big fan of them, given everybody, given divisional foe. But, uh, yeah, it's hard not to respect. No, uh, yeah, you can't. He's, yeah, he's, he's a beauty. Yeah. You know, I always... The one Tomlin thing that always sticks out in my mind is when he was on the sideline. And, and he fucking creeped onto the field. Yeah, and he like, Jacoby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good one. Yeah, so don't, don't believe the hype. Yeah. Okay, we're going to hit up the next question. Comes in from our boy, Big Dick Daddy. Oh, Big Dick Daddy. Oh, baby. That guy has no quit. You know? No, he doesn't. He Grinds has no his quit. job. Raising a, raising a young family. And still has time for the BFB. Ghostwriting for the pod. Ghostwriting for the pod, baby. <laughs> Got a few ghostwriters. Oh. Um, although this week he gives a little, throws a little bit of shade to the, uh, to the boys. <laughs> <laughs> he writes in and he says, How did you rig the triple F so you guys are first and second? Man, you know what? I uh, I didn't rig anything this year. Wow. Okay, last year I did change the rules around to benefit me a little bit, but who's to say, right? Who's to say? And I still didn't win, so what? What does it matter? I did come in second though. But the first year was around. I also came in second, and this year, man, I'm just telling you, my team's fucking good, man. Test me, no. test me. Okay, yeah, I've got a few uh, reasons. I know, I know why Gord's been successful. It's because he's spent the last three years tinkering and tailoring Lee <laughs> to meet his fucking the strong suits and only tells the boys 30 minutes before the draft starts. Well, and, I, and I do have played draft games with the boys yeah, too. Yeah, head games. Boy, hunting. Huge head games. Yeah, mind hunter. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'll admit Gord's got a nice little, little team. It's, it's a beauty team. Man, you know what? There was a First question. Place, there six was and one. a question earlier in the year from somebody in the triple F that said, who do you think is the front runner to win? And I said me, and I wasn't trying to be fucking too cocky, but I honestly think I got the team to do it, man. 
Yeah? I don't know. You know what? You got a strong team, but you know what? You're not the only strong team. <laughs> no, that's true. Because that's you're sitting true. at 6-1, and one, and so are the Old Town Tokes. I know, they six are. 6-1. And, one. and you it know might, what? It might be a, a classic Marty Huncho oh, showdown again. The pod needs it. The pod needs it. The pod needs it. it. hasn't been since season one. No, yeah, and which was honestly, wild. the boys need it. My yeah. psyche, I need something. Oh, I need something man. positive here. Let's go, boys. You know? So, um... I think for me, my team, I like I mentioned earlier, I went a little bit bold with my strategy, a little bit different than normal, but with, I think I had the seventh overall pick, I took Patrick Mahomes, and at the turn in the Superflex, I took Dak Prescott, one, mm-hmm. two, um, and that is paying off, because if my guys struggle, I can generally rely, and even though Mahomes hasn't been the Mahomes we're used to, he's still putting up at yeah, least oh, 20 yeah. points, right? Yeah, oh yeah. So you bank that, like you're going into the week and you know you're probably going to get about 50 points from from two positions, which mm-hmm. is real nice as a base. So uh, yeah, that's helpful. And then I think, and I don't want to speak for the other guys in the league, but after I took Dak, the pool really got shallow at quarterback. Yeah. And that allowed me to take Najee. Uh, Najee, damn it. You got me saying <laughs> Najee now. It allowed me to take Najee Harris, uh, in the third round and that that helped a ton and it's nice because i feel like i hit on a lot of my later picks so far uh to the point where i can leave alan robinson who i thought was going to be my wr1 uh on the bench he's yeah, been stable sure. there for weeks so i i got lucky nice. with uh cooper cup man oh and, and i got lucky with jamar chase yeah so you know like it's obviously, a lot of it's luck a lot of it's luck. <laughs> yeah, avoided injuries so yeah that's that's nice, but yeah, Gord's definitely up to up to some dirty tactics for himself. Of no course. question, no question. Okay, uh, amazing that this guy had time to write in. Uh, just uh, true to the pod as always, coming off a big roadie, big road trip with the uh, with the home team back from Vegas is Show Life Shane, <laughs> and he's alive. Great time with the boys. He's back and he writes in. Pretty thoughtful question. Before any more trades with picks are made in the N40L, should we set a pick-to-auction budget value just in case we vote to go to an auction league next year? For instance, a first-round pick is worth $30 in the auction draft. Mm. So you would start, let's say you trade a guy $30. less. You might be up $230 or you might be down to $170, right? Well, that's actually pretty smart if we're going to do it. To, yeah. set a, to set a grid, basically. Yeah. you know. I don't know if I'm really down with the auction league. I mean, I have never done it, so I, I, I'm open to it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but that is the only way that you could transition from one to the other. True. Because there has to be some sort of recourse, right? Because there technically is no rounds. Right. Now, the auction league that I'm, cur- that I'm currently in with Chris, Chris Kirk, and Show Life... Uh, there is no, um, there's no punishment in that league, right? Mm. So if, if, if you're having a bad season, it's not like, okay, I need to sell off to acquire for the next year. You just kind of ride it out, right? Like, um, whereas like then 40L, the one thing I would worry if we didn't do that and did just go to an auction league without this like kind of chart, uh, would be. Kind of what happened this week, where the lowest guy in the league is selling off a premier player for a questionable return. We'll say it to that. Uh, um, you know what? I in mean, my eyes, and I... not in everybody's eyes, but this one man's humble opinion. <laughs> uh, but, you know, whereas at least it's... 
let's let's say it like this. At least it's uh, a trade that has people wondering. Like I didn't look at the trade right away and go like, all right, I, you know it. I, I mean, I, I I thought the trade was a little bit one sided, but here's my thing. I mean, I don't really care. No, because I'm I'm the commissioner of another league where there's been a few one sided trades, and you know what I do immediately. I fucking hit the accept button because there's <laughs> no fucking point in it lingering around. Well, Kellen did that too. He yeah. pushed it right through. Well, yeah. Probably mid-argument. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing. I mean, I'm just mad. I didn't make the fucking deal. That's well, here, what I'm mad okay, about. here's the thing. Now, I don't want it to be misconstrued. I was not trying to rag on Kel. If I was in the position and I got offered that, fuck yeah, I'm doing it. And there's 11 other guys in the league or 10 other guys in the league that would also do that for sure. The person at fault here is Johnny. Yeah. Johnny presented the trade. So Kellen obviously didn't fandangle it himself. It was presented to him. He took it. There's no fault in that. <laughs> no. But Johnny presented it. And his logic was, I looked at the league. He was the only guy that seemed to need a quarterback. I offered it. He accepted. Well, if you're putting Lamar Jackson on the fucking trade block, maybe let a few guys know. Start a little something. Because just because I have a quarterback, maybe... Maybe I'm not happy with him, right? <laughs> uh, maybe I'm willing to make some some other move. So, you know, Johnny's Johnny's a quick reactionary guy. Oh, yeah. because he's a day trader, man. He's got to think <laughs> on his feet. He's got to think <laughs> on his feet. Yeah, it's true. We should have we should have got an answer from Johnny Day Trader about Tone's question. Yeah, true. She he would know. Him. Yeah, he would yeah. know. He would know. But you know what I mean? Like no, that the the ink was barely dry on that transaction paper. And then he went out and made another trade yeah, with with yeah. the croissants. With yeah, and, and you know what, buddy? Fucking John, I've been there, buddy. Okay, John's been there several times. John's too. been there several times, and you know what? I mean, that's not a nice place to be, man. It's a hurtful, hurtful place to, to lose be. your first. Yeah, but you know what? I I have to say, John, for we give John some some shit. John gets more shit in the league than anybody else. A hundred percent. And I lead the brigade, um, which is fine. But I, I texted him after and I said, dude, that was a smart trade. It wasn't bad. Because for, as a Christian McCaffrey owner, to make sure that Chuba Hubbard is included in that deal is, is a wise, savvy move. Yeah, he gets rid of his first round. But at the end of it, he ends up getting, who did he get in that trade? Devontae Adams and Chuba Hubbard, doesn't it? Devontae Adams, Chuba Hubbard, and you got somebody else. No, I think somebody had to be dropped. Somebody had to be dropped. Not seeing it here. But, yeah. I don't know. I just... Uh, oh, it's a pending transaction. That's right. Here it is. So, yeah. John would acquire Hubbard, a fourth-round pick, and Adams. And he would give back to Johnny. And and he gets back a fourth-rounder, which isn't even that Gets bad. back a fourth-rounder. Yeah. And he only gives up a first, Deonta Johnson, and uh, Jamal Williams. Yeah, no, not uh, not a bad trade for a tiny bit of business. Yeah. I, I I would say so. Yeah, how do we get talking about this? What was the original question? Oh yeah, the pick chart, the value chart oh, <laughs> for the yeah. auction league. So yes, it's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I think great, so. If we get to, if we get to that point, great right? idea. All right. Um, where are we going next? Well, I would say uh, I would say we got to hit our boy. I'm Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, man. Ooh. 
Ursher featuring Pitbull. Oh, featuring Pitbull. Great, great tune nonetheless. Exactly. And you know what? Mr. Worldwide, living up to his name. Yeah. He's writing in tonight from majestic northern British Columbia. Beautiful country up there. Yeah. Beautiful country. And he writes in, he says a couple things. First, (coughs) boys, the Bengals look to be hitting a stride, rekindling some of the magic once had between Burrow and Jamar at LSU. Is this team for real? And can this really be a better era without the Red Rocket? Well, it's clearly a better era without the Red Rocket. And I think the Cincinnati Bengals quietly are for real. As much as it pains you to say, Maddie, they are. They just held Baltimore to, what, uh, 18 points or something like that? 17. Uh, so, But it shouldn't. it's not their turn. It's not their turn, okay? <laughs> okay, so you're so sad about piss it. Piss off. No, no, no. I'm saying right now... Their their D is stepping up. I'll, I will exactly. give their D credit, and they've got a cu- they've got a couple nice young linebackers to build around for sure. Uh, they made a couple nice uh, free agent signings that are happening, especially uh, on the corner. Chidubia Woozy, Chidubia Woozy, yeah, and uh, Trey Hendrickson are playing playing lights out for that team. Um, but yeah, they they have a very nice team for sure. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Joey B staying healthy, and somehow he's staying erect uh, with that O line. You know, they he's didn't a really shore it up. Guy. He's a talented guy. Jamar Chase is... He's rookie of the year. 100%. He's he already locked that up. I would even argue he might be top... He might be offensive player of the year. He might be top five wide receiver already. Yeah. In the league. At this point, who are you putting ahead of him, right? Devontae? Oh, uh, Devontae, Hopkins. Um, yeah, Cooper. Well, Cooper's just having a hell of a year. Hell of a year. You want to put him top five, Cooper Cup? Cooper Cup. Well, you have to. Yeah, you yeah, have to. You got it. He has to be. Um, who else though? Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, DK, uh, AJ Brown hasn't had a hot start, right? Well, like, yeah. if you look at it, Jamar Chase is bonkers, man. He's been going crazy. And uh, a stat I heard, um, you know, you you look at what Chase is doing, and it's like, wow, that's sick. And like, even CJ Uzoma. But these yeah, guys, have, CJ. these guys have had uh, long touchdowns, like forty plus yards. I think I heard somewhere that Uzoma's had three forty plus yard touchdowns up to this point. If they get in the red zone, T. Higgins becomes a factor again because he's the red zone target. He's the big guy. So they've got Higgins there. They've got Tyler Boyd lingering around. Yeah. Auden Tate is a hell of a receiver, and he's not even playing. It's so strength. here's the thing, Cooper Cup. To to date in half point PPR has 162 points. Okay, number two Jamar Chase 128. Fucking hell, man. wild. That's crazy. Yeah, for a guy, it's crazy how much his draft stock plummeted going into the draft because he dropped a couple balls in the preseason, and then the regular season came and he hasn't he hasn't dropped a thing. No, <laughs> like, no. I don't know. It's been pretty crazy. So yeah, the Bengals are definitely a good team. Uh, it's get, I think uh, the the Browns have them coming up right away on the schedule, and it's going to be a good test. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to see how uh, how they all match up together. So, thanks. Uh, and yeah, Red Rocket. Well, I don't know. Dalton gets a lot of gets a lot of shit, and I am not a Do- Andy Dalton supporter for sure. 
because he doesn't do anything in the playoffs. No. But his regular seasons are pretty good. Oh, yeah, he's not so, a bad quarterback. let's see for the uh, for the Bengals. I honestly think uh, Joe Burrow is going to end up being the best quarterback in that franchise's history. Better than Boomer. Um, let's see how... If Joe can get them to the playoffs and how he performs in the playoffs before yeah, we sure. anoint him ahead of... Uh, he's uh, a winner, though. For sure. For sure. Yeah, no denying. Uh, 305 also had a second question. And he said, Hey, how did you boys fare after week seven with all the buys plaguing leagues everywhere? Week seven? On the, on the, on the fucking buy hell? Mm-hmm. I was 3-0. and oh. <laughs> Well, partner, so was I. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't yeah I really got hit, lucky. I got yeah, lucky. It didn't really hit me. I, I've got my, my buys on my teams are coming yeah. later. Um, <coughs> yeah, I beat uh, I beat Scoot. Yep. And then I beat uh, Stu. Mm. Um, in uh, the triple. Yep. Oh no, I didn't beat Stu. I beat Nick. Yeah, you beat Nick. By not much, by fucking he less than 10 points. almost mounted the comeback. Yeah. yeah, he did by less than 10 points, but wins a win. Yeah, that's right. Um, And then, yeah, beat Scoot in week seven, I think. Yeah, 40th Street Felons. Yeah. Oh, name change. Name change. Nice. New address. Nice. They finally have a home. And then, yeah, in the Money League, uh, Money League, I squeaked out a win, man, by like fucking five points. What, hey? Dubs they up. All, they all count, baby. All right. Um... Yeah, so it went fine. Thank you for asking. Yeah, thanks, buddy. How did yours go? Yeah. Uh, he said he forgot to... Um, who was it? He forgot to sit... Oh, Devontae Parker. Oh. So that kind of ended up... It ended up fucking him. I think he only lost by about 15 points. Ah, tough one. Yeah. Um, oh, and I don't think we said thank you to Kellen for his question before. So oh, yeah. Thanks, Kellen. Thanks, Kel. Um, next question comes in. This was sent in a few weeks ago, <clears throat> but this guy is such an essential member to the bfb we had to address it and it comes in from forley feldy <laughs> if watson gets traded to miami would tua have to be going the other way is it worth it it's obviously an upgrade at quarterback but is this but is it uh worth it in respect to all this legal shit uh, i don't think i don't think they're gonna man i don't think they're gonna trade tua mm. yeah it's hard to say um Tua came out, he had a funny quote uh, when he was asked about what was going on. He said, I don't not feel wanted. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that bodes well. There was um, a rumor floating out there earlier this, uh, a few days ago, about a three-way trade involving the Dolphins, the football team, and the Texans. So what was rumored to be happening was Watson going to Miami, Tua going to Washington, and the Texans receiving a 2022 first round pick from Miami, a second round pick in 22 from Miami, a second round pick in 22 from Washington, and a third round pick in 22 from Miami. So Washington would only give up a second rounder for Tua. Not bad. Not bad. Do you believe in Tua though? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't think we're, I think honestly, like the fact that there's, kind of a gray zone happening with what the league will do to Watson. Yeah, they used I don't to make see a moving. decision. No. I don't think so either. And like you slowly see it happening like teams are slowly bowing out. Carolina mm. just announced that they're not in the Watson sweepstakes anymore, so No. You know, the suitor the suitor the list of suitors are going down for sure. So 
I don't think it's happening before the deadline. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, this is a... We haven't heard from this beautiful, vivacious woman in a long time. And this one comes in from Slippery Doris. Doris from the Crest. Hey there, studs. Been a while since I was able to find time and write in. No, it isn't because the Crest has been busier than usual, or that my OnlyFans page is in high demand. It's because I've become a full-time Facebook creeper. While I was perusing the book this past weekend, I noticed that the apple of my eye and the star of my fantasies, Gordon, was away on a little getaway. He looked so happy and so damn good in the photos, it not only brought a smile to my face, but it also perked up my nips. (coughs) After a bit more digging, I saw that he was going to church. Eric Church, that is. What a treat for a big country guy like you, Gord. It got me thinking about concerts that I've been to in the past, and which ones were the best. In case you were wondering, because I know you are, my all-time fave was watching Dream Police, the best cheap trick cover band this side of the Mississippi, tear the roof off of Century Casino on Fort Road. (laughs) Needless to say, it was a wild night. I came home satisfied and brawless, and we'll just leave it at that. So my question is this. If you boys could attend any concert of a band or artist that is living or dead, which would you choose and why is it Elton John? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, which band would I choose? Um, I would probably say like fucking Skinnerd. (laughs) No, I don't know, man. That's a tough one. Probably like like how crazy would it actually be to have seen like Led Zeppelin live? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know I what I mean. I was thinking thing. probably Led, probably Zeppelin, maybe Zeppelin, or go to Woodstock. Yeah, like, to to do to one of the historic ones. Uh, like maybe maybe I don't know Bob Dylan the first time he went electric just to be say you've been to the experience because it was yeah. so widely hated. Maybe like <laughs> the Family Matters tour with uh, you know. Limp biscuit and slipknot. <laughs> corn? <laughs> corn? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I would say like, I would say probably have to be a classic band like that. Like the Beatles. Like how crazy would that be to see, actually see the Beatles live? Yeah. I'm not a huge true. Beatles guy. Don't get me wrong. Like they're good. Whatever. Yeah. True. But how crazy would that be to say you saw that? Yeah. That's true. Elvis Presley in his Presley heyday. would be sick. Yeah. Yeah. That Johnny right. Cash. Right? Mm. That would be crazy in some dance hall, you know what I no, mean? No, you'd, like... you'd be seeing him at Folsom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe Tupac. <laughs> mm. I wouldn't mind going to like a, like a, or a, biggie, a biggie concert. Yeah, for sure. You know? There's lots of good people. That would be really cool. If That's a tough that. one to yeah. nail it down to one. Well, Doris. Doris keeps the heat. Doris does keep the heat. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what's nice this week, actually, too? Because uh, we... I kind of reached out to a guy because um, I knew we were a little stressed on questions. Mm. And uh, this guy comes in. This question comes in from a new writer, and uh, it, that's that's a little gambling Gary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, he says, "Hey boys, first time listener, first time writer. <laughs> I hear there is a new bookie in town, Mister Stu. <laughs> I also hear there's a bit of a slump going on. Zero wins." <laughs> wink wink pretty pathetic i on the other hand have been a full-time gambler since i was 18 from the midnight buffets in the poker room at argyle casino 
the 10 game parlays on Sundays. And you know what, boys? I just want to know what's your favorite gambling story, win or lose? Yours truly, Gambling Gary. Fuck. Man, I don't know. I don't gamble a whole lot. Like, this is this kind of like dipping a toe. You Ooh. know what I mean? Other than like pools. I do, I do yeah. a ton of pools in that respect. Uh, a recent one. I won. Uh, so I do a hockey pool with my dad and his buddies. And I also entered the Cougar playoff pool yeah. last year. Yeah, you won that one. And I actually won both. So that was that was real nice. That was a little bit of cash in my pocket to walk around with. Um, so that was nice. The only thing I do regret is that in the Cougar pool, I was the only person that wrote just not their name. <laughs> Everybody wrote just their name, and I wrote Maddie the Mouth. <laughs> Fuck me. Like, come on. Couldn't change it. Couldn't at that change point. it once it's locked. No, in. it was it was Mad Maddie Labs. Oh, Mad Maddie Labs. That's right. But uh, Maddie the Mouth, whatever. <laughs> but your mom calls me both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was a good one. Yeah, it was a couple couple bucks for it. Yeah, that was nice. For um, sure. I I don't know. I've had a pretty good. I've had two really good gambling experiences, like in the casino. One playing. Oh yeah. One playing War at Planet <laughs> Hollywood. Okay, I started with twenty bucks. It was uh, two to one. And it was war. We were playing war with a girl, a lady, like a Filipino lady that had like lingerie on was the dealer. Man. And I fucking ended up winning like almost $800. So I was just, I kept like doubling my money, doubling my money. And you know, like in, in casinos, when people start to gather, when somebody's yeah, winning, yeah, yeah. people were gathering and I was with the boys on a stag and the, all the boys were yelling, one more time, one more time. <laughs> and so I was like pushing like $400, man, on war. And and the girl's like, no, 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 it's 200 max bet anyway. So I was like, hey, 200 bucks. And fucking man, when it went to it went to war a couple times. Yeah. So like they fucking throw down three yeah, and yeah, then yeah. flip one. Man, it was wild, dude. It was wild. I ended up winning like 600 bucks. That's wild. That is good. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, there was actually there was one uh, the last time we were in Vegas. Chris and uh, Shane, Shane's brother-in-law, Merks, uh, and, her, and her buddy Miller were. We all hit a table. Zane was there too. We all just got in on it, and we were hot. Just five dollar table to the point that the dealer came over, just shut the table down because <laughs> we were taking too much cash. Nice. Fuck that. Felt good. Felt real nice. Yeah. Oh baby. Gambling Gary. Gambling Gary. Well. Here's hoping for a little bit better luck uh, this week with the Swanee Four. <laughs> Hello, Florida. <gasps> I'm not a state. I'm a monster. <laughs> no, Lisa. The only monster here is a gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor, and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. <laughs> Oh, baby. Okay. Well, our last question of the night comes in. A lot of cues tonight. Yeah. Comes in from a uh, second time writing in. It's our good friend. One or the other Juanita. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, local podcast hosts. I'm happy to report that my love for your entertaining podcast has only grown over the last few weeks. Although sad that there have been gaps in your episode releases, I understand and will remain a loyal listener. I believe you refer to such folk as a resilient. With Hallow's Eve right around the corner, I'm wondering if you can solve an age-old query. When given the option, which confectionery or bonbon do you like more? A sweet treat or a sour treat? I greatly look forward to your response and reasoning, my dear pals. 
your curious quesadilla, one or the other, Juanita. <laughs> well, Juanita, you know what I like? Churros, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Which I would classify as a sweet treat. Sweet treat, yeah. Sweet treat for sure. Never oh, sour absolutely. candy. No, man. I hate that shit. Better than... Uh, you, do you like gummy candy? Um, I'm more of a chocolate guy. Really? Yeah. More of like... You know what's... You know what my favorite... One of my favorite is? Chocolate covered M&M... Or M&M almonds. M&M Ooh. almonds. More than the peanuts? Yeah, way more than the peanuts. Oh, wow. Oh, man. The almonds are so good, man. Damn. You're fucking right. Yeah, I'm more of a candy guy. Gotta say. Really? Oh, no, yeah. I'm a chocolate guy. Yeah. Love, uh, love a wine gum. Oh yeah, wine gums are good. And I and I love the consistency of a Mike and Ike, like a Mike and Ike or a hot tamale. What? That those are my though. I love oh, that. They're chewy. getting stuck in your teeth. They don't. Shit? They don't. And you know what? If you can find them, good blue whales. Blue oh, whales. No. Oh baby, way, man. I like blue, a blue whales whale. are nasty. The frogs are the best. Ew, the marshmallow or the eggs. Oh no, <laughs> the eggs are good. No, remember in uh, like junior high when you could buy those hamburgers. Yo, like yeah. all layered. Ugh. A Coke bottle is nice, though. Yeah, a Coke bottle is good. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Okay, well, let's jump to pass it around the NFL. We're going to start a little bit with uh, jumping into and talking about the Washington football team. So, uh, as we all know, we talked about it before. Gruden got fired uh, from Oak, or Los Angeles. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Las Vegas for emails that he sent to his brother and Bruce Allen. Well, a few more emails between uh, former team president Bruce Allen and Jeff Pash, who is a higher up with the uh, football team. They range from discussing uh, cheer, the cheerleading scandal, lowering player salaries, and racial and political diversity. So here's uh, just a taste. So Jeff Pash sent an email to Bruce Allen uh, after the NFL penalized Washington for violating league spending limits. He said, We may not see this the same way, but that does not change my respect or affection for you. After all, nobody else has ever given me a Hooters VIP card. (laughs) Another one that they exchanged was uh, Bruce Allen saying, Please give me a few minutes. I'm trying to lower a player's salary at the moment. To which Jeff Pash responded, The Lord's work. Oh my god. So this is just the tip of the iceberg. Now, interestingly enough, uh, Goodell has come out and said he is not making these the full report public. He's keeping it private. And Melanie Coburn and Anna Nunez, two former uh, football team employees, went to the owners' meetings in uh, New York City this, this past week with letters for each team owner urging them to push for the investigations to be made public mm-hmm. so that everybody can hear what happened. And they got a backer. Mark Davis nice. came out and he said, yeah, damn straight. We need to see what, what was in these uh, actual documents and, te- and emails. So who knows? I think we are just scraping the surface. Yeah, man. It's going to be a pretty big, uh, pretty big controversy. Pretty big scandal. And I mean, fuck, like sports lately. Hey, yeah, crazy. Man. Yeah. Um, well, on a more positive note, we got to talk about my boy. De Ernest. De Ernest. De Ernest Johnson. Now, before playing in the NFL, uh, De Ernest DM'd every team in the AAF, the American Alliance Football League, or whatever the fuck it was called, in 2018 for a tryout. And all it said was, hi, my name is De Ernest Johnson. I'm the former running back for the University of South Florida. After finishing college at USF, I attend a training camp with the New Orleans Saints, where I have since been a free agent. I'm interested in becoming part of the Alliance League and would love a chance to send in my highlight videos for all of you to view. Thank you. 
And that's how he hooked on. He was working on a fishing boat Crazy. when he signed in the in the alliance, which is nuts. And I heard on the broadcast that Thursday night game that he ran something like a four seven forty. Really? At his pro day. And that's slower than some offensive linemen. Yeah. And teams immediately just immediately push him off to the side, didn't want to see him. Dude, the guy is a baller. Yeah. The way good. he runs. And I don't know if it's the impact of Stump Mitchell, our running back coach. Or just being around Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. But that guy is hungry. And he does the same things that those guys do. Falls forward. Gets hit. He's always falling forward. Yeah. Man, D'Ernest is balling. And, you know, with Kareem on the IR, I think he's still going to have a role. I think so, too. They're going to utilize him. Especially after showing last week. (coughs) 140-plus yards. Give it to him. Give it to him, baby. Love you, D'Ernest. D'Ernest. Yeah, yeah. Um... You know who else is having a hell of a season? That's Max Crosby. Yeah, he and especially is. for a guy, he's like he's sober now, right? Yeah, talks about Waller being his inspirational. Exactly. Lot. Yeah, he has on the season forty-seven QB pressures. That is more than the Atlanta Falcons, the Baltimore Ravens, the Indianapolis Colts, the Philadelphia Eagles, the New England Patriots, the New York Giants, the New York Jets. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the Miami Dolphins, and the Los Angeles Chargers. Damn. Wild. That's pretty crazy. One man has more than 10 teams. Crazy. Ballin'. Man, he's a he's a monster. And I think he he was a later round pick. Maybe third or, second or third? Yeah, somewhere good for him. there. Ballin'. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, we just want to quickly mention that David Baker, uh, who is the former president and executive director of the Pro Football Hall of Fame announced his retirement. Um, if you ever got a chance, and you can look them up on YouTube, he was the guy that actually delivered the message to either a phone call or a personal visit to guys when they got inducted in. And he's a, he's a mountain of a man. He's huge. And his hands are huge. Everybody says how massive they are when he like shakes your hand to tell you you're in the hall. But uh, anyways, all-around good guy. Just want to give him props. He's actually returning back home to... Um, to his home in California where he's going to spend time with his family and split time between there and Nevada because he's got a few business projects. So, nice. anyways, nice guy. Congrats on the retirement. What else do you got, Gordon? Well, uh, your boy, Mark Ingram, goes back to where it all began. Yeah. Over Big, in Nolens. Yeah. Look at the details. <laughs> <laughs> Big trust. Um Boom and Zoom's back, baby. Yeah. And you know what, man? That's a great change of pace for the fucking, uh, for the New Orleans, New Orleans Saints. <laughs> yeah. Them Saints. Um, because you know what? They are, Jabu, I know I was high on Jabu. I'm still high on Jabu, but I thought they would be throwing the ball a lot more than they are. Yeah. I thought a bit more, uh, especially with how Mark, Marquez Callaway looked, mm-hmm. um, Interesting watching that Monday night game that uh, Traquan Smith was getting sat in favor of Kevin White, like a former first-round bust yeah. for the Chicago Bears. Uh, gotta wonder what happened there with Traquan, because he was kind of on a high trajectory, even when Thomas was in the lineup. Uh, but it seems like Callaway has obviously jumped up in front of him. But uh, that uh, Ingram and move, Harris was his name Deontay Deontay, Deontay Harris. Harris yeah, yeah he's right. having a pretty good year yeah a little shifty guy um, Camaro was actually the one that advocated for that trade hey yeah he went yeah. to management and said let's do this 
Oh man, nice to see. Mark Ingram maybe uh, uh, clears up what's going on in the Houston Texans backfield. Uh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> if given the choice, who would you choose? Well, apparently I chose DJ because <laughs> I picked him up off the wire. Picked him up off the wire. Why not, Dave? Why, Why not? not? Why not? Well, uh, it's time for, I don't know, I like this segment. The sub-segment of Pass Around the NFL. Quibbles and quotes. <laughs> so let's start with the little coach's corner. Um, and we're going to start with our buddy Dan Campbell, who never ceases to give us with something um this was him talking about jared goff and his recent performances yeah look i I think i will say this i still don't feel like um i don't feel like we can accurately judge him one way or another um i don't feel that way yet now i will say this um I feel like he needs to step up more than he has. <laughs> Damn, man. Like, he's thinking about what words to choose that aren't the most damaging. Man. Yeah. Like, God damn it. <laughs> but, you know, like, you traded for Jared Goff. You knew what you were getting. Yeah, he, it's true. How many years was he in the league? Three or four by that point that they traded for him? You know, I don't know. It's Still just, an NFL quarterback. Exactly. Mind, but, but you know what you're getting. It's not like he's brand new. No. The next uh, quote comes in from Robert Sala, uh, head coach of the New York Jets. Uh, and I, I actually um, I dig this quote uh, when he was talking about how he needed to motivate his players given how their season's gone up to this point. No, they, these are grown men. Um, they are. They're in this league. And I refuse to believe otherwise. These men play their tails off. They go to work and they have a lot of pride. Uh, There's a lot of pride in the locker room. There's a lot of pride throughout the NFL in terms of they're putting on tape and they're showing out and they're trying to play for one another and their their teammates, their family. There's there's a lot of whys for why people show up. So um, if you need somebody, and it's just my opinion, to be in your butt yelling at you to get going, playing a child's game at a king's ransom then you don't deserve to wear the logo period and uh great yeah i love it i like it i love that quote playing a child's game at a king's ransom love it okay well going from a mature thoughtful quote to dk metcalf (laughs) who recently got into it with shannon sharp on social media idiot moron uh so shannon sharp wrote uh, nothing to question. That was dumbass play, and your pride won't let you admit it. I was. You, I was on the Sunday nighter when yeah, he fucking when he tried, fumbled yeah. at the end. Yeah, you can't question anything I've done. Pray your resume will be as complete as mine. Pray. Enjoy the rest of the day. And uh, to which DK said, uh, "Stop questioning me, little boy." <laughs> and then uh, he followed up by saying, "From the looks of it, I can wipe my my poop emoji with yours." When talking about Shannon Sharp's resume. Continue continue to gossip, washed up wannabe. And then somebody must have sent him Shannon Sharp's resume. Because 
Shannon Sharp didn't say anything, and no. DK just wrote, you know what? You write, Shannon Sharp. <laughs> I do pray my resume can match with yours. Hashtag work in progress, baby. <laughs> <laughs> idiot. Dude, he is kind of an idiot. So he actually recently got in trouble, and I'm surprised our fucking boy, Bacon, of Bacon's Bits Entertainment Group, did not hit us with this. But DK recently got put on blast by a local OnlyFans model in Seattle. Yes, I heard that. Yeah. Supposed to uh, meet up with her. She drives it. She's on her way driving to his house. He says, turn around, babe. Don't come. You're too late. You're too late. She's like, what? I got to turn around? Yeah, turn around. Turn around. Go home. Turns out he wasn't home. He was at the bar wheeling two other girls. (laughs) And uh, he decides that, uh, hey, I'm actually going to text this OnlyFans girl again and say, hey, turn around. Come on back. I'm trying to have a threesome. I'm trying to have (laughs) a foursome. And then she lost it and was just basically putting him on blast saying, you didn't sign a non-disclosure agreement. You have no security at your house. I can have people at your house. Blah, 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 blah. Man, just wild. Just like, Crazy. what are you doing, DK? I don't know. 23 and single. I get it. Yeah, why not? Playing in the NFL. Damn. Built like Adonis. Like, <laughs> fuck. I get it. But at the same time, you got to know. Yeah, you got to know. People Protect be, your shit. People be trifling. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Our next quote comes in from Miles Garrett. He wrote, I go sleeveless two times and I get randomly drug tested both times. I try three for three, but they can but they can miss me with the blood draw. Not the vibe. Hashtag sleeveless Miles is retired. <laughs> to which Jaguars kicker wrote, Hey, at Flash Garrett, I feel your pain. Because he also got drug tested after kicking <laughs> the winning field goal for the Jags uh, earlier on this season. And uh, Miles Garrett wrote back. He said, "Sleeveless Matt, it's tough out here for us. Time to bring the long sleeves out, boy." <laughs> and uh, we'll man. see what uh, what sleeves the kicker Matt is wearing. Yeah, exactly. Fucking looks like a looks like a puffy marshmallow jacket, probably. Anywho, uh, next one comes in from. This wasn't really. Uh, this was so Bleacher. Uh, Report ble- uh, Bleacher the Gridiron. Um, BR Gridiron. BR Gridiron. Yeah, uh, put out a list of worst NFL offseason trades since 2000. And uh, number three on that list was the LaShawn McCoy for Kiko Alonso yeah. trade. And Shady McCoy actually wrote on the page and said, "I remember asking myself, who the fuck is that guy." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Pretty good. Now, the next couple quotes come in from the Diggs brothers. First one comes in from Stefan. And he said, my brother says he wants to battle for the confetti. I said, look, if anybody got the recipe on you, I got the recipe. This little thing called the little brother syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then this Trevon Diggs quote uh, comes. It's pretty cool, actually. He's talking about... How he actually entered uh, college at, at Alabama as a wide receiver. And Nick mm. Saban moved him to cornerback. So this is him talking about that experience. Maybe. Oh, my brother. Uh, I was crying. You know, he, he, he not just someone to be like, oh, it's okay. You know, so he'd be like, nah, come on, let's go. Now we got to go to work. He's one of those type. And that's exactly what I did. You know, I sucked it up and just got back to work. And I thank Saban for that. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, yeah. Nice. So good for him, you know. Uh, some guys would let that be the setback that holds him back. Yeah, he, totally. He bounced through it. Um, and our last quibble and quote of the week comes from 
announcer Joe Buck, <laughs> who said, I have peed in a bottle while calling an NFL touchdown. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, should we hit a couple quick dick simple stats? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, quick, quick stat. Quick stat of the night. Aaron Rodgers, well, this was prior to them winning tonight. Aaron Rodgers is 6-0 without Devontae Adams. Uh, who's on the COVID list, so he couldn't play. Correction, they are now 7-0 and mm. without Devontae Yeah, Adams. big time. Um, That's wild. That's crazy. When Devontae was slated to start before he was on the put on the COVID list, the Green Bay Packers were, um, or the Arizona Cardinals were favored by three and a half points. Okay? So, after Devontae gets put on the list, now they're favored by six and a half points. The largest swing by any one player. Yeah, that's nuts. And a wide receiver while it's at it. Like, you'd assume it's a quarterback. Yeah. Right? Wide receiver. That's nuts. Um, quick uh, quick couple simple stats. Just go fire off the leaders here quickly because we haven't done it in two weeks, technically. Yes, let's do it. Uh, receiving yard leaders. Cooper Cup. Yeah. Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Devontae. Debo. Tyreek. And uh, Cooper Cup sits at the top with 809 receiving yards. Wow. Now, this is the crazy one. Rushing leaders. Oh, it's a runaway. Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Maine, Mixon, <laughs> Nick Chubb, who hasn't played in what, two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. So he hasn't weeks. played in two weeks. He's still fourth on the rushing yards yeah. leader. Five is Zeke. Now, Derrick Henry has 869 rushing yards. Jonathan Taylor has 579. Yeah. That's 290 less rushing yards than Derrick Henry. Yeah. Legit nuts. Legit nuts. Oh, man. uh, My my Nick Chubb jersey just came in, actually. Nice. Yeah. Feels good. Feels good. Rock the 24. (laughs) Passing yards leaders. We talked about him earlier. Tim Brody. 2,275. In second, Derek Carr. Third, Stafford. Fourth, still Patrick Mahomes, just mm-hmm. over 2,000, 2,093. And Kyler Murray, 2,002. Hmm. Damn. Cooper Cup is on pace for the most fantasy points by a wide receiver ever. Fuck yeah. Crazy. Hell yeah. Coop. And I got him. <laughs> yeah, and I got him in the 40. Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, well, uh, a couple more things to touch on. Uh, We're just going to touch quickly on uh, Russell Wilson received a letter from the Seattle's bus driver, team bus driver, uh, and she actually just left a note on his seat uh, after uh, before their game against the Steelers, and it said, Dear Russell, I want to start by saying get well soon. This was right after his finger injury. Get well soon. I can't wait to see you back on the field. I want to thank you for helping me get through the toughest time of my life earlier this year. You're, you are my late husband's biggest energy source. He was fascinated by your every move. I kept all his memorabilia just as he left it. He passed in June, and your, motiv- and your motivation and messages have helped me to overcome the grief. I thank you for uh, being you. I thank God for you. Please tell your beautiful wife I love her, and I love you too. Uh, signed, uh, Miss LaShawn, the bus driver for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. Just a He's a good, good guy. He is a good guy. He gets slagged on. 
sometimes from different people. But yeah, he's deep down, he's a good guy. Hard to see. It's hard to think of. Well, I guess the same could be applied for Aaron Rodgers. Hard to think of Seattle without Russell Wilson. Totally. And Russell Wilson without Seattle. You yeah. know. Well, rumors he. Yeah, yeah rumors are he Giants out. rumors out there. Mm, Giants, hey. Yeah, people are saying the Giants should go all in and get him. Damn. Danny's I, been, I don't. I don't like that. Daniel, I like Danny. Da- Daniel disrespects. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. Daniel. <laughs> Fuck. Um, just gonna hit JJ Watt quickly. Yeah. I mean, he's a tough motherfucker. He he played last game. He uh, dislocated his shoulder. Uh, he tore a labrum, which I'm guessing is also in your shoulder. Tore a bicep. And he tore his rotator cuff and still finished the game. It's fucking wild. Yeah, crazy. Not even a playoff game. <laughs> no, JJ Watt's just a He's different nuts, man. animal, man. He's nuts. A different animal. Uh, well, I wanted to the lot. Whoops, sorry. Fuck. Come on, Bruce <laughs> Brongwater Springsteen, <laughs> you motherfucker. I just wanted to. The last thing I wanted to mention was, uh, I don't know. Philadelphia gets an interesting rap as a market fan wise you know they're tough on their players mm-hmm. for sure they, they boo santa claus they throw snowballs at him yeah <laughs> you know like they're they're ruthless but uh, i think it was pretty telling uh jason kelsey recently was asked kind of what was going on with the 76ers and ben simmons and that whole saga so he had this to say which i found pretty telling like you know if i just do this better if i go out there and ball if i go out there and play really good nobody's gonna have any choice but to love me or appreciate me as a player so that's what i tell guys you know you write your own narrative you know what's going on i don't want to crush any other play what's going on with the 76ers ben simmons stuff like that all that is because of a lack of accountability a lack of owning up to mistakes and a lack of correcting things if all that got corrected if you're fixing free throws if you're getting better as a player None of this is happening. So you can, everybody can bitch and complain about, you know, how tough this city is to play in. Just play better, man. <laughs> the city will love you. And he ain't wrong. You look at a ain't guy. Wrong. Yeah, exactly. You look at a guy like um, Daniel Bruyere. All right, you—that is a guy that the Philadelphia <laughs> fans fucking love. Oh yeah, all right? it's true. Playoff Briere. All right, and <laughs> what did that believe. guy do? You pulled that out of nowhere. That oh, was perfect. I'm a Philly guy. It's true. Hey, I'm a we're Philly, all Philly guy. guy. We're Flyers. Mm. We're Flyers, baby. Yeah, no, Daniel Briere. They love that kind of guy. A guy like John Leclerc. Exactly, not yeah. John those Leclerc. Those guys, those gritty mothers. You know. Yeah, man. Oh, John Leclerc was a good player, man. Yeah, he was. He was a beast, man. I loved him growing up. He used to use the wooden Sherwood. I had the look. That's the one I used. Growing up, the Leclerc. I had a Mark Recchi wooden stick. Sherwood. Oh, man. <laughs> Mark Sherwood. Recchi. Whatever, y'all, oh, baby. The Legion of Doom, shit. man. Yeah, exactly. Michael Renberg. Yeah, dude. Fucking Eric Desjardins. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, fucking um, Rod Brindamore, yeah. man. Robert Esch. <laughs> yeah, dude, that was a good team, man. Uh, well, you know, Philly's got love, and I think uh, what's what's telling too is uh, recently, uh, last week, Zach Ertz got traded right mm-hmm. to the Cardinals, and it, during his exit interview, uh, it was very clear the love he has for the city. And what impression it left on him. I 
this was coming about and people started to know about it, um, they're like, well, you know, you're going home, you're going back to California, Julie's home, and um, this is home. Philadelphia's home. And that was tough, just to kind of articulate that to people, that I love this place, I've said it all along. Um, and it's a great opportunity to be here, and I love to hear. I did the best I could every day when I went. Damn. Good on him. Yeah, good on him. Good guy. Good guy. So, uh, quick, also a little dick, simple stat. Sure. Zach Ertz is the only player in NFL history to get a touchdown in back-to-back games for different teams. Yeah, that's actually that's wild. wild. That's a crazy, crazy stat. Yeah, I cannot and, believe and, that's and, his, and the football and his gloves are going to Canton. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Come on down to Ohio, baby. <laughs> Shit, that is crazy. That's yeah. wild that that's actually never happened ever before. It's a good stat. Good for you. Kept the eighty-six too. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy this week is a special bounce back boy and because it's another one of our boys hmm all right a shared boy yeah oh yeah yeah and he's 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 a resilient in himself all right and it's this guy oh This week's bounce back boy is Big Dick Daddy. Oh yeah, he's got to bounce back. He's in a bit of a slump right now, and I'm trying to give him a little, a little booster here. He's one and three since he traded his first and second round pick. Okay, that is tough. Which is a tough one, and he's in a bit of a slump. So this week's bounce back boy, and I'm trying to give you all my good vibes, buddy. <laughs> Is Big Dick Daddy. Take it how you want. <laughs> I'm, I'm rooting for you. All right? I'm it's rooting true. for you. It's true. Yeah, exactly. After beating you is yeah, what yeah. you would need to say. Yeah, not by much either. But so. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You know what? It's got to turn around for him. Unfortunately, he makes the trade to acquire Kamara. And then a week later, McCaffrey goes down. Yeah, it's tough. You know? So who's going to predict that? Tough that, one. That happening, right? So... That's it. That's the bounce back boy. That's bounce back boy. So you're predicting a win. No, I'm for... just I'm just hoping for Nick to fucking turn his season around. Mm. So I'm bouncing him back. Bouncing him back. Yeah. Is he in our div? Or your div? No, he's not in my div. Not in your div. Interesting. No, he is in Yeah, the WAPs. The WAPs in the Slewfoot division. Yeah, the Slewfoots. The Slewfoots. Hey, if you're gonna be in a division where you want to catch up, that's the one. Hey, leader there is four and three. Yeah, oh yeah. You're only sitting in two and five. Not that far. Not that far away. All right. Let's go, Daddy. (laughs) Bring it. (laughs) 
Man, when this song first came out, me and Robbie fucking used to bump Black Album Snowboarding, man. Bump Black Album, Black Album was flawless. So front to, good. Front to back, for sure. Well, United by Na- uh, United by Unis, United Nation, it's going to be a short one this week. Uh, truth be told, this pod was a panic to prep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just, uh, not a lot of uniform news this week, not a lot to dig through. Actually, the last two weeks, uh, pretty pretty status quo when it came to NFL uniforms. The only things we saw were the Bears debut, uh, debuting this season, their throwbacks uh, with the striped helmets, stripes on the stripes on the shoulders. Uh, really love that look. Yeah, look good. The striped socks looked very very good. Uh, the following week, we saw a couple more th- uh, throwbacks. We saw the debut of the San Fran Red throwback in that monsoon against the Indianapolis Colts. And the Green Bay throwbacks, the mm. all green. Now yeah, I, I didn't would, mind those. I'd like to know your opinion. Yeah, I, I didn't mind those at all. I liked them. They looked very elkish. Yeah, they did look very elkish, but mm. yeah, I, I didn't. I don't mind them. I'm happy that these throwbacks that Green Bay's wearing now are no longer brown, yellow, and navy yeah. blue. It just didn't make sense. I, I like it. It's more uniform, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, those are nice. Yeah, for sure. Um, this week, uniform highlights include. Well, we saw the cards rock their all-black uh, alternates, and the Jets will be doing the same this weekend. The Chargers are wearing their all-navy blue alternates. Now, I don't know how I feel necessarily about these. I think I need to see them again on the field. What I'm predicting is that when the one-shell helmet rule goes out the window, uh, the Los Angeles Chargers will introduce a navy helmet to go with these ones, and mm. I think it will make that uniform look complete. The white looks really odd. Everything else, there's literally no other white on the entire jersey. It's just yellow and navy blue. The white looks odd, misplaced. Uh, the Buffalo Bills will wear their throwbacks with the red buffalo on the side of the helmet. And we're going to see some icy whites. Nice. For the Titans, Cincinnati Bengals, and the G-Men. Oh. And I think the G-Men are playing the Sunday Nighter this week, aren't they? Monday Nighter. Monday Nighter. Yeah, there you go. There was no cleat heat this week. But we can check in on Dak Prescott, who, uh, in a touching little uh, move, has written on his uh, taped-up wristband, Ask for Help, uh, which is him, a staunch advocate for mental health and people struggling. uh, And he's been open about his experiences with depression. Uh, I think it's important that a star like that is wearing that kind of message so prominently on his, it looks like his Mm -hmm. uh, non-throwing hand. Um, and then we are nearing the end, but we are not quite there yet. We are diving into jerseys number nine and number 10 of the Browns jersey week. <laughs> and this week we are going into Joe Legends edition. <laughs> so Gordon, you get to choose, but we got two legendary Joes. First one up is Lockdown Joe. Joe hated himself. Oh, baby. Now plays for the Steelers, but hey, Joe Hayden, he was the first Browns jersey I ever purchased. Really? Because really, he was the only person on the team that was trustworthy. <laughs> you know, wasn't going to get nice. a Chris Ogbonaya. <laughs> so we've got Joe Hayden, Lockdown All right. Joe. All right. Or we've got pro football future Hall of Famer. Number 73, Joe oh. Thomas. And that's a roomy Joe Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> Does it look enticing, that Man, room? You know, like, give me Joe. Give, give me, me Joe, Joe Thomas. 
Dude, Joe Thomas has slimmed down. Yeah, he has, man. He's, he's doing, on that game show. Yeah, he's yeah, and he's doing those Thursday night broadcasts. Uh, yeah, really, really has it together. Oh he's, yeah, the Joe T the is jo- fucking roomy. The show is the Joe T is a poncho. It's nice. <laughs> oh, dude. That one I might not be offering out. You know what I mean? That's it's huge. It's, it's nice. a Joe Thomas. It's comfy and like yeah. Joe Thomas is a respectable player you can keep. You know exactly. Like, That's yeah. all good. You're not gonna keep a Travis Benjamin in no, the rotation, man, no. but boy, TB? Joe Thomas. <laughs> so yeah, the legendary Joe edition. Nice. Oh baby, you know it. Well. That good. good. United by Uni. Short and sweet, baby. Nice. Thanks for coming out. You know it. Still, still the best song. <laughs> this week's uh, MIA, Milk Carton Minute, is a boy that both of us need, Maddie. Yeah, who? And that's our boy, Baker. Man, we do need Baker. We do need oh, Baker. I need God. Baker in my money league to yeah. come back. I, and, I, and I know he's been playing hurt. Okay, I get it. He missed last week. He's injured. But Baker Mayfield has still yet... To talk, he's only had one twenty-point game, and I drafted him thinking this is this is Baker's fantasy year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I I need I need a little more from Baker. A little more. I just more. need a little bit more. Um, I I need him. Maddie needs him, and uh, Cincinnati's the in sole possession of the NFC North right now. Yeah, you know what? And I, oh man, it pains me to bring it up, but I read a tweet that said Joe Burrow to Jamar Chase is what Browns fans thought Baker Mayfield to OBJ would be. Yes, and it's so true. So true. You know, there's there's something more. If it's two years in and you still can't get on the same page, even training together over the off season. I don't know. Yeah, man, I don't know tough. at this point. You know, like, what is happening? He definitely trusts Jarvis, but Jarvis looked like he got hurt again on Thursday night. So, yeah, Baker, we'll we see. We need him. We'll see. Honestly, I don't see them moving past Baker. They're going to re-sign him. Given, and, like, as a Browns fan, please do. I don't want any more. I don't want any any more carousel going on. But, yeah, Baker, it's it's strange. Like, it's it just hasn't happened. God damn. I know. Tough one. Tough one. Birdo. Well, hopefully he comes back. Just a small little crack in the shoulder. Come on, Bake. Pull it together. Feel good. Woo! Oh, baby. Well, this week's uh, Feldy Feel Good. Feldy's been an absolute rock on the pod. Oh, yeah. Helping the boys Great ghostwriter. Big time. Um, been solid. This one's a little bit uh, him and a little bit of reliable Andy and he's fan. Yeah. Because Andy dug this one up and Feldman t- completely agreed. But this happened a couple weeks ago. 
Um, but the Washington football team, their players, they were having a team meeting, and the players decided to surprise Ron Rivera with a um, with a little uh, video and kind of acknowledgement. So let's get into it. Whoops, sorry. We're still playing the fucking song song. That is such a gourd rookie move. Hey, 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 hey. Throw me under Come the on, box. man. stronger than you were then it's just something to really be proud of and we're very honored to have you as our coach when you see what he went through last year it really showed the strength of a coach and uh i think that's something that everybody can gravitate towards and look towards as when you don't want to do things the right way when you're having one of those days where you have the poor me's and you look at what coach rivera went through i mean it speaks for itself what kind of man he is what kind of coach he is coach first off i want to say congratulations um, I want to say thank you. Thank you for being the, the man you are, the way you held yourself throughout that whole time. When we knew you didn't feel the best, you came in, you're still that pillar that we could rely on. Uh, so congratulations and thank you. I mean, it just, it just shows you how much of a warrior he is. And uh, to be able to go through that and fight and continue to fight and then come support us and come back a year later even stronger, you know, it just... It's everything that he preaches to us that you know he stands by, and to see him go through that, it just makes us fight that much harder. Well, to see somebody go through what he was going through and still show up on an everyday basis and bring the energy that he was bringing, and, um, I mean, it, it really, it really spoke volumes. It's just a symbol to, to honor him and also everybody around the world who, who kind of went through the similar, a similar thing that he did. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool honoring our coach and also other cancer patients around the world. It means Coach Rivera, it means a dude. It means everything he had to go through to be here today. Um, so that's toughness, uh, perseverance, strength, uh, focus, um, just being a man of God. Man, what, what it means to me is when I wear that on the back of my helmet, that's what I'm driving. We went by each group, and we all put together a bunch of money to donate to fund the research and treatment for the post therapy. Coach, you really wonder if you get a chance to get through the players and touch them. And this was awesome. Thank you. Oh, oh man. I felt shit. Yeah, that hits you. Yeah, so um, we didn't mention it before, but he was uh, it was his one-year anniversary of uh, his biopsy coming back negative. So... Good for him. Uh, did you find a... You did find a delightful dickie earlier on in the episode, didn't you? Yeah, but I can't remember. I think I might have said it already. Yeah, I think you did. You did. But uh, somebody ghost wrote one for you, too. So <laughs> uh, There's a second delightful dickie, and it belongs to Kenny Robinson. Now, Kenny Robinson uh, chose the XFL over college uh, to support his family when his mom got cancer. Uh, the safety became the first XFL player drafted uh, this past off uh, this past draft uh, in 2020 when the Panthers took him. Robinson got called up uh, a few Saturdays ago uh, off the practice squad, and on Sunday he blocked a punt and returned it for a touchdown. Wild, pretty fucking cool shit. So, you know, everybody's road is different, but Kenny made it count. 
Uh, and there is a Marty's feel good this week, and it, it's a little bit lengthy. We won't play the whole clip, but uh, the the Detroit Lions did something pretty cool. So their current general manager is Chris Spielman, who before that uh, was a linebacker with the team and spent years with them. So they they set up this kind of promo that was going to air during the the latest home game, and unbeknownst to him, he didn't know what was going to be on the teleprompter. Uh, and it was basically the team telling him that he was going to be honored in the Ring of Honor as a Detroit Lion. Um, and the reaction is pretty cool. And they had his parents uh, waiting behind the stage to oh, greet nice. him afterwards, which is really cool. You get half a step to your right. Good. Yeah. On Sunday, October 31st, we take on the Philadelphia Eagles. We're celebrating the Lions Legends community as part of our annual homecoming, celebrating at Ford... Ah. All right, here we go. On Sunday, October 31st, when we take on the Philadelphia Eagles, we're celebrating the Lions Legends community as part of our annual homecoming celebration at Ford Field. At halftime, we will honor one of the greatest Lions ever. Four-time Pro Bowl selection, he helped the team to four playoff appearances, two NFL Central titles, and a berth in a 1992 NFC Championship game. What are you guys doing here, man? <laughs> Damn. Oh. So he's... Lo- yeah. He ended up reading the rest of the message on the teleprompter. Uh, and then was shortly thereafter greeted by his mom and dad. So just uh, yep. really cool gesture by the Lions. Um, and obviously it meant a lot to him because it stopped him dead in his tracks, basically. Ah, Chris Spielman, congratulations. Yeah, good for him. All right. feel good. Okay, well, it's uh, the pod's newest game show. Everybody's favorite. <laughs> Who got he be who he play for? (laughs) (laughs) Who he got be at? You want to go first? Yeah, I've got some goodies for you this week. I got a couple QBs on the list. Nice. So let's start with, uh, I think you might be able to get this one. Quarterback, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. He uh, plays for the Giants. No, that's Mike Glennon. God damn it. (laughs) Blaine Gabbert plays for the Jags? No. What are you settling on here? <laughs> um, Wearing Blaine that Gabbert. Thomas Poncho. <laughs> <laughs> Blaine Gabbert. Arizona? Good guess. He is the backup to Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Oh, not yeah. bad. Not bad. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right. I got, a, I got a guy for you. Duke Johnson. Oh damn it! He just signed somewhere. <laughs> where did that? Where did my boy Duke go? God damn! Uh, where was that? Was he New Orleans? No. Where did he go? Miami. 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 <laughs> oh, former Hurricane too. Yeah, yeah. Going home. Going home, baby. Who says you can't go home? Okay, our second quarterback, Brett Hundley. Brett Hundley. Yeah. Second stringer. Man, now he might be in Arizona. No. He was. He was in Arizona. Not Brett, currently. There's a little... Brett Hundley. Yeah. I don't know. Baltimore. Close. He's backing up Carson in Indianapolis. Oh. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Um, what about your boy Josh Rosen? 
Oh, he is an Atlanta Falcon. Yeah. He found a home. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah, he's zone. actually he knocked uh Felipe Franks, who had an amazing college career at Florida, uh, to third string. He, yeah. uh, Felipe Franks blew it in the preseason. He was slated to be the second second stringer. Did not perform. So they nope. picked up Josh. Josh. Oh, Josh. Okay, my last uh player is a running back. Matt Breadman Breda. <sighs> Matt Breda. Once a fantasy darling. Man, I've traded for Matt Breda. <laughs> um, I've, owned, I've owned Matt Breda in so many leagues, so many times. Is Matt Breda on... The Cowboys. Great guess. Uh, no, he is on the Buffalo Bills. Ugh. Third stringer behind Singletary and Moss. All right. What about... Geronimo Allison. Mmm. Wow, he's Wide still receiver. kicking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, formerly of the Packers. Yes. I think he went to Detroit. He did. Yeah, did he go to right. Detroit? Yeah. Nice, yeah. I knew he stayed in the division. Two Geronimo! For, two for three, not bad, not, <laughs> not, bad. not bad. I'm over. Over. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Maybe next time I'll just do starting quarterbacks only. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. Okay, well, like I said, Dank Stats this week is going to be short and sweet because ya boy was busy. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about it. T- touchdown catches this season. Jamar Chase, six. All other Wookiee wide receivers. Oh, my God. Supplies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all uh, other rookie receivers. Uh, all other rookie receivers have six as well. Pretty crazy. Most receiving yards in their first seven career games. Uh, Jamar Chase has that record far and away. 754 yards. The next closest is, is uh, Harlan Hill at 685, who posted that in 1954. Wow. Third is Billy Houghton, who did it in 1952, 667. And fourth is Anquan Bolden at 621 oh, in 2003. Anquan Bolden, uh, vastly underrated receiver. Mm-hmm. Tough as nails. I've said it before and I'll say it again. My favorite Instagram account is NFL Throwback. Yeah, they will good, pick a man. random receiver and post them. And they, they posted a highlight package this week of uh, his first couple of years in Arizona. And boy, Bolden was a beast. To think that he bounced around, man, that guy was... I I drafted Anquan Bolden one time. Why wouldn't you? Okay, you you alluded to it earlier. Kyle Pitts last week had 163 receiving yards. Jamar Chase had 201. Wild. (laughs) It's the first time players aged 21 or younger had 150 plus receiving yards in the same week. Crazy. Nuts. Now, this this stat, I, I did a double take. So, this is 30-plus attempts. Games with ni- with 90-plus completion percentage. Derek Carr, right? Derek Carr has two of those with 30 attempts minimum, 30-plus. Every other quarterback in NFL history combined has one. Combined. Combined. It's crazy. That's crazy. He's a Derek baller. Derek Carr. And the photo that they posted with him is just... 
the hilarious skyliner yeah. Yeah. all over the oh, place. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, so on this date, uh, Thursday, whatever, whatever the hell it is, Thursday, the October twenty eighth, twenty eighth. Yeah. Yeah. On this date in history, nineteen sixty two, Y A Tittle threw for seven passing touchdowns, which is still tied for the most in a single game in NFL history. You know who else has seven? Who? Nick Foles. Yeah, it is yes. Nick Foles. Yes, yeah. when he played for Philly. Wow. Digging deep. Gordo? <laughs> Just off the top of the cuff, buddy. Yeah, you know it. Research. Who needs to crap? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Carson Wentz has multiple pass touchdowns and zero interceptions in four straight games, which ties him with Peyton Manning for the longest streak in Colts history. Hmm. Matt Stafford is the ninth quarterback with 300 pass yards and three pass touchdowns in his first game against a former team and the first to do it since Peyton Manning did it in 2013. Crazy. That one's courtesy of our buddies at Elias Sports Bureau. <laughs> the Jets have gone scoreless in the first quarter in each of their first six games this year. Uh, they're the first team to do that since the 08 Lions, who went 0 and 16. <laughs> And uh, we got nothing from our buddy, Flynn. There's no facts and findings, and there's no Scotty Stinker this week. But there is a Marty's Milestone. Stefan Diggs, uh, who got a reception touchdown on Monday Night Football, and Trevon Diggs, who had an interception return touchdown on Sunday, both scored in Week 6. Uh, it marked the first time that a player scored on an offensive touchdown, while his brother scored a defensive touchdown in the same NFL week, since Vernon and Vontae Davis did it in week four, 2009. Crazy. Now the Diggs brothers have now scored the same amount of touchdowns at this point in the season. Crazy. Which is even That's crazier. That's wild. Oh my God. Man, Vernon and Vontae Davis. You gotta... Vernon cried <laughs> a lot. Vontae Davis quit in the middle of a game. Yeah. Crazy. The Davis brothers. Yeah, man. Wild. <laughs> oh man. And that was... Mass Dank Stats. Woo! You know what it do. Um, are we hitting the grocery store? Do we need a couple things? We could go to No Frills. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's it's honestly it's still a community staple. I'm a little choked. On 118th Ave, they turned the Safeway into a Fresh Co. Fresh Co. Yeah, which is similar to No Frills. Yes, but not quite the same. But well, I'll go check it out. Better or worse? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't decided yet. I haven't been there. I like the branding on the Fresh Co. Yeah, way nicer. Yeah, and for 118th Ave and 82nd Street, it needs it. (laughs) Anyway. No Frills No Neighbor this week is a guy named Matt White, all right? Yeah. And he's the New York Jets quarterback, sophomore, <laughs> and he is getting tossed to the Wolves, baby. Oh, baby. Tossed to the Wolves. Um, last Dude, I, week, heard, I heard he works for uh, the local cable company with Tim Patrick. Oh, yeah. Matt White and Tim Patrick. Matt White and Tim Patrick, it. yeah. Uh, yeah, condo <laughs> real estate specialist. Um thrown to the wolves versus new england uh but he didn't do that bad he threw for uh i think it was just over 200 yards one tutty two interceptions okay but whatever not bad um but he has another tough start versus cincy this week and uh you know what real tough matchup we gotta pray for maddie pray for maddie (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck yeah oh baby you know, yeah, I don't know. I picked up the Cincy D in two leagues, actually. Oh. So they better pan out. I got Buffalo in every league. Yeah. So I'm, uh, and they play Miami You're this week. Miami? Oh, baby. And then, what, Houston next? Um, they got they got a real nice schedule coming Miami, up. Jacksonville, Jets. Mm. Yeah, no, we're good. Yeah, you're good. Woo! Woo!
Oh, man. <laughs> Gotta hustle hard. It's getting tough, Berta. <laughs> Grinding and hustling. There's oh, no man. stop. There's Grinding no quit. Grinding and hustling. Man, You're working you on a it. Sunday, Gord. I'm working er day. <laughs> Every right? day. Out er on the day. farm. Out on the farm. Slinging bales. No, I wasn't slinging bales. I was wiring up dog fences and shit. Oh, damn. Pulling the boats out of the pond. What's that goofy, goofy dog your parents have? Dano. Had? Dano. Yeah. He's a goofy dog. The one that fucking... Hangs out in snowbanks in the yeah, middle of winter. Minus fucking 35, man. He just <laughs> loves it, dude. He loves it. He just sits outside, man. It's so funny. Dano. Oh, yeah. He's a good guy. <laughs> it's Gord's Grinder, baby. Yep. And uh, this week, we got a three-way grinder. All right. Um, Khalif Raymond, Detroit uh, wide receiver yeah, versus the Rams. On Johnny's bench. Uh, eight targets, six receptions for 115 yards. Uh, only the second time he's ever topped 100 yards in his, uh, you know, short career. Yeah, but that's for sure. Okay. Good for him. All right. Good on the kid. Uh, here's another guy that has been rocketing his way into people's lineups, and as he should be, and that's Khalil Herbert, and he mm-hmm. just topped 100 yards. But this guy went from waiver wire pickup to everyday starter. Big time. Just like that. Big time. Yeah. And of course he's going to get the bonus. Exactly. He's going to get that bonus for he's us. He's getting that bonus yeah. for the boys. Khalil. But the grinder of the week is a tight end. Oh. And that's Kyle Pitts. Of course. You have to give it to him. National tight end day. 163 yards on national tight end day. No tutty. You got to give it to him. <laughs> got to give it to him. Damn. Good for you. Good for you, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts. 163 is Guys drafting Kyle Pitts in like the fifth round. Yeah. And honestly, yeah, well, they should. You know, like I think it, you have to be patient, but I think it's turn, It's going to turn out. Yeah, I think he's so He's basically a uh, pseudo wide receiver. It's him yeah. and Ridley. Yeah. You know. He's what everybody thought Evan Ingram would be. Yeah. You know, Evan Ingram's getting a lot of... Uh, a lot of trade buzz. A lot of trade buzz. A lot of trade buzz out there. Okay, well, let's jump into the fearless oh, God. forecast and terrible tank cast. Um, should we go to our challenger first? Yeah, we can go to Nick's. So, yeah, Nick Nick has been throwing out some challenges. Got a hot start. Hot start. 2-0. Good, making us look like fools. Uh, but boy, how the mighty have come crashing down to earth. Because <laughs> uh, his previous um, predictions were Scary Terry. For the fearless, he said eight receptions for 121 yards, one touchdown. And he said even a potential bounce back for the next week's happy. Trying to go straight for me. Thank you. Appreciate it. Did he hit that? No, he didn't hit it. Scary Terry didn't even play. No. No, he didn't. So that's a loss. So you take that as a loss. Um, He said Derrick Henry for the tanker, which is crazy, Mm -hmm. uh, versus the Bills. He said, go trust my Bills. (laughs) Uh, 67 rush yards for 13 receiving yards, no tutty. And I'm pretty sure he went off. I think he's yeah, gotten he three off. tutties in the last two games. Oh, yeah, he popped off, yeah. yeah. So that's a tough one for the... Yeah, big time. So this week, he's going with uh, Cole Bars Beasley. Cole Anti-Vax Beasley. Uh, for the Fearless, he's saying 89 yards and one touchdown. All right. You got to... And he's got Mike Will for the tank. 44 yards, no touchdown. No touchdown. Mike Will did not make it. No, he did not. So we'll see how he fares next week. Yeah, good. best of luck. Best of luck. We're bounce bounce back, boy. Big a dig 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 
Uh, 89 yards, one tutty. Didn't happen. He got 44 yards and a two-point conversion. That uh, doesn't count. That's No, loss. yeah. Yeah. But Jonathan Taylor versus Houston. Granted, easy pickings, low-hanging fruit. I said he was going 115 yards, one tutty. He actually went for 145 yards, two touchdowns. So, that brings my record to 3-8. and eight. Yes. That brings Big Dick Daddy's record to 2-4. and four. Yeah, two wins, two losses. Two out of four. Exactly. And you're three wins out of eight. Eight, eight guesses. Yes. Yeah, that's right. But you know what? Any week you go uh, one for one, uh, hey, I'm fine with it, right? Gotta. Yeah, exactly. Would you go? Uh, yeah, I had a, I had a similar week to yours. Uh, the first one was uh, my prediction at quarterback was Ryan Tannehill uh, against the Buffalo Bills. Now, uh, Mr. Tanny, I said uh, he would throw for hundred under 180 yards, one touchdown, one pick. So his actual stat line was 270 yards, <laughs> zero touchdowns, one pick. Now, although I did hit two out of three, uh, the fact that he threw for 90 more yards than I predicted, I will do the honorable thing <laughs> and I will uh, take it as a loss because that's what I am. I'm an honorable guy. Honorable witness, huh? Why'd you step up on this? Bird trifling, basically. Killing everyday working man and all. I mean, don't get it twisted. I do some dirt too, but I ain't never put my gun on nobody who wasn't in the game. A man must have a code. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt. A man must have oh, a code. Man. So I will give it up. I will not take that that win. But I will take it at the tight end position because was it ever in doubt? Robert, Bobby, Baby Kittle, Tanyan against the Chicago Bears. I thought he'd have only one catch for under 15 yards, no scores. But by George, I've done it. Not the hardest when it comes to this position, but Baby Kittle had two catches for only 10 yards, no scores. He had a stranger week against Washington, a stronger week against Washington in week six. And uh, it looked like he unfortunately got hurt against Arizona. Uh, so hopefully he's all right after tonight's game. Now, um... I'm not going to lie, uh, Gord knows what's up. Finishing the week one and one, this is a hard thing to do. And I'm nice. going to take it, right? Like, nobody can take that from me. One and one is nice. Like, a 500 is a is a decent record. Um, you know, and over the past few years, I've been working on forgiving myself <laughs> and celebrating my successes uh, when they come. So, fuck it. Let's, 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 let us bask in a 500 week. Uh, and no other way to do it than with my girl, your girl, everybody's girl, Riri. Oh my god. Woo! Went 500 on the week. One for one. Nice. Yeah, yeah, me too. Round of applause. Yeah, round of applause. Thank you. Take a bow. Thank you, Riri. So yeah, my record sits at three wins, five losses, in eight total guesses. Um, This week, at wide receiver, I am choosing C.D. Lamb against Ooh. the Minnesota Vikings. Is this a spite pick directed at Kellen? Absolutely. Will it probably blow up in my face? Absolutely. But fuck, who cares? I mean, Gallup looks like he's returning. And uh, Dak has mouths to feed. 
Hopefully he forgets about CD. I mean, he was held to 13 yards just three weeks ago against the Panthers. So, you know, likely yeah, that we'll could see. happen. Uh, but let's also ignore that last week he went for 149 yards. <laughs> and let's just send bad juju to CD's way. Uh, so, fuck you, Kellen. Fuck you, CD. Five catches, less than 50 yards, no scores. At running back, Melvin Gordon the third against Ooh, the Washington football team. A self-pick. Self-pick. But I got Javante. Mm-hmm. Gordon has been held to under, under uh, uh, I think it was around 10 fantasy points in the last uh, straight uh, four straight games. I think he's in t- he's tough to trust as the Broncos host the football team at Mile High. Uh, Javante Williams is slowly prying the lead back role from Gordon, and the football team D has allowed just 71 rush yards a game to opposing backs. I'm going to guess that he has nine rushes for under 35 yards, no scores. Cool. And those were the tanks for the week. Uh, let's quickly jump into the buds and duds because I guess hit- I don't get to say my fearless. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, I thought you did it your own. Fuck. <laughs> Two hours frazzled. Oh man, my fearless. We'll just rip them quick. Uh, this week, quarterback, I'm going with my boy Daniel Jones. And you know what? It's against a porous Kansas City defense, yeah. and he's been playing well the last two weeks since his injury. Um, he's going 360 through the air, three tutties, but he's also running one in. Yeah. And I think the Giants are going to put up a hell of a fucking fight this week. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Tight end. CJ Uzoma coming off another two touchdown week. Um, I think since he's going to have another good game, and I think he's going 91 yards, one Teddy. Damn. Johnny Uzoma. Johnny Uzoma. Yeah. Fucking C. Johnny Uzoma. All right, now we can go to Buds and Duds. Yeah, let's go to Buds and Duds. We'll Uh, rip them fast, eh? Yeah, we'll do it for sure. Duds at quarterback, Gord's boy Sammy Darnold against Gord's team, the New York Giants. 3.5 points. Old Sammy has had a resurgence this year in Carolina under Matt Rule. But this past Sunday, we saw shades of Darnold's past life as a Jet. He completed 16 of his 25 attempts for a woeful 112 yards, no touchdowns. He was picked off once and was eventually benched late in the game in favor of P.J. Walker. Carolina has already said that the uh, that Darnold will remain their starter this week against the Atlanta Falcons and have removed themselves as suitors for Deshaun Watson. In this one man's humble opinion, this is the right move. Darnold's been solid so far this year. He's shown the ability to be this team's leader, both with his, with his arm and with his legs. So chin up, Samuel. Let's get back on the pony. Yeah, get on it. At wide receiver, Allen Robinson II against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 2.6 points. Honestly, the drop-off in production from AR2 this season is astounding. Trust me, I say this as a manager who currently rosters him. He's stapled to my bench, and it's not just the quarterback play that's keeping him there. His usage has taken a severe hit, and the only logical place to direct blame is at Matt Nagy. (laughs) Robinson II hasn't topped four catches since week one. And has gone over 35 yards just twice to date with the Bears. Other than Darnell Mooney, what other wide receivers are there? How are they not utilizing this guy's talent? Coming off back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons, his usage is criminal. If Nagy doesn't appreciate Mr. Robinson, please know that the BFB does. (laughs) Here's to you, Mr. Robinson. At running back... Aaron Jones against the Washington football team. Six points. Aaron Jones was held under 20 yards rushing for the second time this year, rushing six times for 19 yards, hauling in five of his targets, all five of his targets for 20 yards. 
Green Bay's uh, running back carries, which were 12, to her, to their 35 pass attempts, was clearly a part of a concerted game plan to attack Washington's weakness, which is basically the secondary. So, uh, Aaron Jones fans, don't be worried. And uh, managers, it was all scheme. Because he's already bounced back this week in Thursday Nighter. When I wrote this, at the time, he had already doubled up his points. Yeah, good for him. And at tight end, the dud of the week was Mark Andrews against the Cincinnati Bungles. Six points. Ball out. He did not. No, he did not. Andrews caught three of his seven targets, 48 yards, uh, as they lost to Cincinnati. To be fair, Andrews has been hot in recent weeks. That included a 16 yard, 16 receptions and three touchdowns. Uh, he probably could have had a couple more catches if Baltimore starters hadn't been pulled and sitting on the bench in their blowout loss to a division rival. Tough one. A real shame to see those purple fox. <laughs> <laughs> those uh, are the duds of the week. Man, buzz of the week. Quarterback, Matt Stafford versus Detroit. You got to give it to him. 30 points for fantasy owners. 334 pass yards. Three touchdowns. A two-point conversion. Yeah, he's having a great year for fantasy owners. And guys drafted him in like the fucking 7th or 8th round. Mm-hmm. Good for them. Yeah. Value uh, tremendous. And and sticking with that game, I you had to give it to Cooper Cup, wide receiver, butt of the week. Versus Detroit, he had 36 points. 10 receptions, 156 yards, 2 touchdowns, on pace for the most fantasy points by wide receiver. Honestly. The most. We've talked about it before about about buying each other, each other's fantasy. MVP. I would get a cup. <laughs> you might be buying me a cup for how he's doing in the in the forty. <laughs> I might be buying you a cup for how he's doing in the triple. Yeah, I, I, oh. super lucky with him for sure. Yeah, real nice. Um, running back, Alvin Kamara finally had a really nice, really nice game. Couldn't yeah. get the win in real life, but that's okay. Fantasy owners needed it. Uh, versus Seattle. Betters needed it more. Yeah. 24. <laughs> I needed it. Uh, 32 points. 51 rush yards, but 128 on the ground. And one receiving tutty. What a fucking... What a week for the kid. Uh, tight end. And he was the grinder early. Got to give it to Kyle Pitts versus Miami. 23 points for, for PPR scores. 7 receptions, 163 yards. You can't you can't fight that. A great week for the kid. Can't knock it. Way to go, Kyle. Care. Care. Fucking right. Okay, well, let's jump quickly into the leagues. Um, we'll start with 40, as is tradition. And let's look at the matchups. So, uh, the number one sweatpant boners uh, took it to the Valley Revices, 165 to 125. The boners are sitting at 6-1, first place in the league. Valley Revices are 12th, selling everything. Quick, come on in, get it while it's hot. The Rundle Hardhats pulled off a big win over uh, the artists formerly known as Seattle Football Club, now 40th Street Felons, 152-99. to The Linwood Butt Pirates won a closer matchup, uh, one of the closest matchups this week, actually, uh, 123-111 to over Doctor's Orders. The Butt Pirates sit in fourth place only on account of the top three division that everybody, the first place in the division gets uh, the higher seeding. Yeah. But Chris is 6-1 and one as well. Yeah, Having crazy. a hell of a year, for sure. And Doctor's Orders falls now to 3-4. and four. Uh, The Strathcona Coronas got a gift yeah. from John. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But the Coronas had a good week, too. Big though. week. 143. Uh, well, the croissants, the connoisseurs, the pastry pushers, 
put up 51. Uh, yeah, wild. Just started a quarterback that was on a bye. Started a wide receiver on a bye. Uh, uh, yeah, just a tough, tough week for tough the croissants. One. Basically mailed it in and gave Andy a free victory. Fuck you, John. Figure it out. <laughs> uh, Butchers on the Bay needed the win. And how poetic... That it happened over the kitten boy yeah. who took away his fab money, all of his fab money the week that they play. So good on you, Nige. A big win, one twenty-one to one sixteen. Pretty close, but Nige was rostering Kyle Pitts and Terry McLaurin, who went off. Oh, so good for him. And the last matchup of the week was uh, my Beverly Blazers pulling out the win, one thirty-eight to eighty-four over the Downtown Degenerates. I currently sit in second place in the league, while Shane sits in 10th. Now, before we go on to the Triple F, we need to talk about the longest winning streak. Put down the Cialis bottle. The boners don't need any goddamn help. No, they don't. Fantasy manager Sleepy Stuart Swanson is commanding his cocks to an aspiring and envy-inducing six-game winning streak. Wild. It's unheard of. They get a chance to test their helmets against the hard hats this week in what promises to be a feisty and spirited affair. <laughs> Can the kickstands get to seventh heaven? We shall see. Man, the Steel Reserve Division is all on a losing streak. Vices, L4. <laughs> 40th Street Felons, losing five in a yeah. row. Yeah. Degenerates, they just beat me last week, but they did lose this past week. The Croissants, two in a row. Tough one. Yeah. Scotty, actually, the uh, Fortis Street felons, um, they are on the longest current losing streak at five games in a row. Now, fans of this franchise remain strangely positive about this team's outlook. Perhaps they're hopeful that the new home will change the luck, or that the newest name change to the Fortis Street felons will make an impact. Whatever it may be, the BFB has learned that in the midst of this change, and dare I say, identity crisis... Owner and manager Scott has spent the past week preparing on the luxurious beaches of Hawaii. <laughs> One has to wonder where his priorities are with his franchise on the brink of disaster. <laughs> now moves. We are heading into week eight. Naughty, the halfway point of the year. Yeah. Johnny know. has made 42 transactions. Oh my god. At this rate, he is going, he'll finish the year with 89 transactions, which is plain fucky. The hard hats are a distant second with 21. Oh, that's not even that bad. It's double. It's, it's half of what Johnny's done. Oh man, and Feldy's at 20. Now, this week we talked about John mailing it in, and John. Uh, put out there he said I bet this is a league record for uh, least amount of points scored John you are incorrect this season the croissants uh, obviously lost to the Coronas the, the, you only, they only put up 51 points but that wasn't the worst of all time in 2015 Carol's Chosen Few managed by Nigel lost to the straight out of Coughlin's managed by Feldy and only put up 44 points. I knew that Nigel had the record. 44 points, all-time single week. Craziness. Now, while I was also digging around the record book, I found this. The most points, and mind you, we did change to uh, half PPR, but the most points ever recorded in a matchup was set this season in Week 5 
as the Boners took down Doctor's Orders, posting 179 points in that week. I Most got, ever. No, I got 180-some. No, never. Check the record book. Single week was the Boners. Single week all time. Same record. Same record. I swear to God. I, swear to God. I got 189-42 in week five this year. What? Yeah. I have the record. Teddy. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> what the fuck? And that week... There's um, no way I checked it today. No, that week, the boners got 184. God damn. And so, technically... Record books are off. I blame Callum. <laughs> Callum's too busy hoodwinking general managers across the league and then justifying it with draft date results. He's too busy. Gotta update the record book, Callum. Yeah, That's on you. Figure it out. That's on you. But, uh, yeah, so... Fuck just, me. Fuck just me, letting right? you know. It's all good. Uh, this week in the 40, a couple good, uh, couple good matchups. Triple F. Triple F, sorry. Yeah. My bad. All good. Northside Knights took down the new Denver Broncos having a tough year. 138-90. to 90. Northside Knights sitting fifth. New Denver Broncos uh, 12th. Yeah. Who do you think you are? I am. Lost to the Old Town Tokes. 139-91. to 91. Tokes sitting second. Who do you think you are? I am. Sitting third. Still. Having a great week. <laughs> yeah. Trouser Snakes beat Johnny Schmiller's team, 125-73. to Trousers are in 8th. Johnny, 11th. <laughs> the Bottom Feeders quietly climbing. Good for you, Bakes. They beat the Auto Draft Specials, 147-103. to If there's a guy that deserves a little bit of fantasy luck. Oh, it's, it's, it's Bakes, for it's sure. It's for 100%. sure. 100%. 147, great week. Uh, better than the Jets. Lost to Soldier Fields. 122 to 116. Soldier Field's quietly 5 and 2. Yeah, putting up a nice little season yeah. there, Clark. Yeah. Good for uh, you. The Rundle Riffraff took down the Idlewild Waps, 154 to 146. Tight one. Yeah. Uh, I sit in first. Waps made a late one. charge. Yeah, they did make a late yeah, charge. Close. Um, and that was uh, that was a Triple F. Yeah. Triple F looking good. Having fun there. Looking good. Uh, this looking season. Good. Yeah. Uh, the longest winning streak in that league, uh, you know, we talked about it before. Tinker Taylor Toy Soldier over there, Gord, found the <laughs> right right plutonium, I guess. I guess he discovered it because he's on a six-game meter. <laughs> Fucking currently holds first place in the triple. Close behind is uh, old Marty Bathwater. <laughs> Looks to have paid his bills on time because the water is toasty with five yeah. straight. Oh, yeah. Our longest losing streak. Oh, no, Robbie, baby. Robbie. What is you doing, baby? <laughs> Winless on the season, injury riddled, and now in full cell mode. Interestingly <laughs> enough, this week he takes on better than the Jets, who found themselves in a situation very similar to this last season. Perhaps a therapy session can be arranged and Graham can talk Robbie through the emotions that he's gone through and those that are yet to come. But boy, it's looking pretty dismal in New Denver. Oh, it's a tough, oh, tough oh go. Oh, seven. You know who else is on a bit of a slide right now is who do you think you are I am. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Three in a row. Formerly first. <laughs> he needs some milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that was the triple. That's the trips. In moves, Johnny leads the triple, of course. 27 moves. Uh, there's always that itch. He's going to scratch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And that's pretty much that it. it. We did it. story time earlier today. No, it was a good episode. pod. Kept it tight. 215, not that bad. Tight? I don't know about that. I don't know if that's the word to describe <laughs> it. If there's anybody listening at this point, congratulations. Yeah. Ford picked the it. outro, and he's been clamoring for it oh, since the 80s October it's good. started. I so. hope the boys enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it, as always. He rocked his way through yesterday Lord, he thought he had a chance He played guitar and wrote some tunes Of love and romance He did his share of traveling Like a dog without a home A fugitive who would rather give A star that never shone Isn't it a pity? Isn't it a shame? No one ever wore before Rock and roll is a vicious game He said he wouldn't get led around Or caught up in the games Or end up in a gallery Of faces with no name And rock and roll was in his soul was a friend He recorded a song that made a sing-along And he was on the road again Isn't it a pity Isn't it a shame No one ever wore it before Rock and roll is a vicious game Heart to us, he gave us what he could. We sympathized and harmonized, he made us all feel good. But it's funny how those things can change, and time can pass us by. Songs that moved us so easily no longer make us cry. Now, isn't it a pity? Isn't it a shame? No one ever warned the boy, rock and roll is a vicious game.